If you want to be a premier cop, then you need to learn from the premier police training company in the land. Of course, I'm talking about Street Cop Training. They've got dozens of instructors out in the field right now, sharing their expertise in narcotics, interdiction, report writing, first aid, mental health, case law, and just quality police work. And those aren't even all the topics. There's literally something for everybody. I've attended several classes myself, and I can tell you that these folks cannot miss. Dennis Benino, the owner, is doing massive things for the world of law enforcement at a time when everyone else seems to be running away from it. Street Cop Training is literally the best in the business. Check out their private Instagram and join their law enforcement-only Facebook group to get free trainings, and then check out upcoming in-person and on-demand trainings at streetcop.com. You will not be disappointed. The views and opinions expressed on the 10-8 podcast are those of the authors and guests individually. They do not necessarily reflect an official policy or position. The 10-8 podcast is for entertainment purposes only and is not affiliated with any entity, agency, or department. This week on the 10-8 podcast... No court, no fine, just podcast. With the Red Ninja, Frank Castle, and surprise guests. That's what she said. Six months from now, they're going to appreciate it. All right, thanks. I'll go fuck myself. There's no benefit. That's how Frank's going to have kids. Leave the money, take the pizza. Do you want to see my dick? Because that's how you see my dick. I think the DMs are a little much. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. I steal everyone's man. But I'd rather you tell me to my face than go tell 27 people than I hear later on. I'll be fucked up if you can't be right yeah. I do the same thing I told you that I never would I told you I changed Even when I knew I never could Know that I can't find nobody else as good as you I need you to stay, need you to stay yeah. I do the same thing I told you that I never would I told you I changed Even when I knew I never could Know that I can't find nobody else as good as you I need you to stay, need you to stay yeah. When I'm away from you, I miss your touch All right, we are uh, we're doing it, guys. This is uh, this is drunk cops. I called it three point five. It's it's kind of like the Jersey Boys uh, drunk cops, but with a little caveat because you got Blue Line Grit. He's having emergency labia surgery, so filling in for him today is going to be from Indiana, totally not New Jersey at all. Is Kenny the Red Ninja Williams? What's going on? What's up? And then of course my uh, brother from another mother. We got Frank Castle. What's going on? And then coming shortly, that's what she said. <laughs> is uh, is Red Gun Squad? He got tied up uh, by dispatcher Mo, I think. So allegedly. So this is uh this is going to be the first drunk cops of the new season. So let's see how bad we can make it. The first one was pretty tame ish. So you know, I, I went back and I listened through all of them, and I was like, all right, how were these? And the progression of like debauchery from the first one, then the second one, and then the last one. It's bad. It's 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 just a straight decline of just nonsense. I just remember the first one. I was dying from COVID. Yeah, yeah, and and here we are. What a year later, and and COVID's still very much a thing. Kind of, sort of, <laughs> or or is it just the flu? We'll, we'll know. Uh, who knows. So, how's everyone doing? Everyone staying busy? Yeah, living the dream. Living the dream, right? What's everyone drinking tonight? To start off, we'll. we'll We'll start with Kenny. 
I'm drinking uh, Captain Morgan and Dr. Pepper. Ooh, that, no, that's, a, that's a good mix. And Frank, what are you drinking? Screwball. Okay, just straight screwball? Uh, screwball and diet. Okay. Diet what? Diet Pepsi. And that tastes good, like peanut butter and pop? Yeah. Uh, pop, yeah, soda, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've only ever mixed screwball with um, like a chocolate liqueur. Oh, I've had that, that yeah. Like, yeah, like a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Well, when I was down in uh, New Orleans last year, they had a drink that was called the peanut butter and jelly, and it was screwball, it was raspberry chambord, and a little bit of heavy cream. Mm. We used nice. to make that with Frangelico. I was, I was a bartender when I was in college, and we used to make that with Frangelico and chambord, and it would be peanut butter and jelly, the same thing. Ooh. Okay. Nice. And I, I made a, uh, a New York sour, which is uh, bourbon, wine, lemon juice, and simple syrup. So kind of switching it up a little bit. Yeah, I got, you got a beer. Bit of, what's that? I thought you had beer or something, didn't uh, you? Oh no! I, psh, come on now. I got I got a beer also, <laughs> right. uh, which is uh, Mountain Time from New Belgium. What's What's new with everybody? What's What's going on? What's What's new and exciting? Getting ready to go to Key West on Thursday. Oh shit! Really? Nice. Mm-hmm. Talk about the land of debauchery. <laughs> I love it. I, I I mean, if I had like lost my job and I had to be a bum, or even if I didn't have to be a bum, I think I would just go down there and live in a tent. Yeah. I, sure. I I love it down there. I don't know why. Something about I, just being on the island, maybe? I don't know. It's weird. I love it, though. Yeah. I've never been down there, um, which sucks because I've been here for 12 years, but I want to go so bad. We always fly into Fort Lauderdale, and then we dr- drive that three hours down. And I think that just like maybe like pumps me up for like I'm very far away from normal American society. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that what is it, a seven-mile bridge just to get onto the island? Yeah, it's. I think it's like a three-hour drive, but it's cool. Yeah. I love it. I don't know. My wife's always wanted. She hates the drive, but she lets me do it. Is that the same bridge that they use in uh, True Lies? That seven-mile bridge. It might be. It might be. It's kind of famous for it's. It's famous for its length, Frank. It's famous for its length. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I've never been there. Um, what do you do down there? Are you just drinking party, or are you like fish and shit? Um, no, I mean, uh, this time I'm going with my brother and his, his wife. Um, they've never been, but yeah, I mean, we'll do some of like the excursions. I like, to, I don't know. I like to go snorkeling. Like, so they'll take us out to some like remote islands that no one lives at and like, they let us go snorkeling and stuff. I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. But then, yeah, cool. but then there's also drinking. Lots of that. Um, my, one of my, actually my youngest nephew is named after Duval street because that's where he was conceived. So my, my sister nice. was a big fan of Key West. Awesome. Every every October they have something called Fantasy Fest. It's just it's kind of like um I don't know, it's crazy. It's just a whole bunch of body paint and drinking and craziness. If you if you people are listening, look up Fantasy Fest in Key West. It's insane. So, it's uh my wife used to have a job where she would go and like um audit hotels for like a big operation. And one of the hotels was in Key West and they basically, they didn't know, but they like planned her to audit then. And she said it was the, uh, it was insane. It was very crazy and creepy at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There's, um, I can't remember the one bar there. It's like three stories and like each store, each, each, uh, level has a different theme. And like the top one's called the Garden of Eden, and it's just like a full nude bar. Like you just go there, and it's just insane. It's like full nudity, 
The middle's like BDSM, and the first one's like something else. It's insane. Yeah. So it's like Dante's Inferno. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. We'll not be going there. <laughs> Road trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's where next year's street cop tra- cover should be. <laughs> That'd be a disaster. <laughs> How can this go wrong? Yeah, what could possibly go wrong? Um, Are you guys going? Yeah, I'm in. Both you guys going? I um, want to, but I'm going to be in field training. Yeah, so I don't know if I'll be able to. I, I reached out to my background investigator, and he's like, ah, it's going to be tough, but we'll see. I was like, I'll pay the way, just need the time off. So we'll see. We'll see if it goes. Even if you go for a couple of days, it'd be cool. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, ah, we'll see. Have a meet, um, meetup. Exactly, exactly. Drunk Cops, Atlantic City edition. Oof. With Uncle Dan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but then has me teaching like early morning a couple days. I'm like, man, that's the worst decision you've ever made. Right, right. <laughs> I don't know. That's going to – like I need to go just for the experience, not even like – I don't know. It's, I can't it's wait. Gonna, it's gonna, yeah. It's going to be awesome. Like he, they keep posting all like the you know 50 days till the conference, X days till the conference, and I'm just like <sighs> – I think the <sighs> keynote speakers alone are worth the, the price of admission. Oh, mm-hmm. And then some. Like, I think, yeah. honestly, the price of admission is a deal considering the keynote speakers. Yeah, for sure. Plus all the training and networking and everything that goes along with it. So, yeah. Um, Frank, what's what's on uh, your plans? What are you doing? What's new? Oh, really? Just working. Moved to a different switch uh, shift now. So now I'm uh, afternoons. Can't wait oh. to go back on steady midnights. But in afternoons. Yeah. That sounds miserable. It's not bad. It's busy. It's nice. I mean... You know, you yeah. step into shit and whatnot, but as far as like trying to get shit done, midnight's better. Yeah. Do they let you do stuff? Yeah. Yeah, we got a bunch of good bosses, which is nice. Good. That's good. You need uh you need that. You need that going on. So let's see, I'm just checking to see if Red Gun reached out and said he was uh done with his uh nothing yet. Oral hygiene. No? Yeah. That eval uh, with uh Mo. Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> That could turn yeah. into like a three-hour adventure, is it not true? E-ish. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you not go the other avenue and just, I don't know, go have a, <laughs> a judge sign a blood draw? <laughs> 30 minutes. I don't know. Done. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of, I was looking into doing that, but uh, it's just, there's a lot of shit to become one of those. I think it's cool training. I think. In general, I think it's cool because you get to you go like a week to training, and then you have to do a week of practicals, like in a mm-hmm. in a jail. We've had some guys go do it, um, but I don't know a full benefit. Like, I mean, it's cool, and I'm not gonna. I mean, I think it's awesome to know, but if you can go get a search warrant for the same stuff in 30 minutes, and you have to spend like three hours to do this whole test in this process, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I mean, I can see again. I can see the benefit, and it's definitely cool. But yep, risk reward, worth it reward. I don't know. Cool. So we're off to a fast start here, guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just what everyone wanted to hear from Drunk House. We're, we're talking about that. So um, I don't know what what else is there to bring up before I start digging into questions or anything. Uh, anyone got fun things to share? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I try to stay positive, and right now with uh, the whole Chicago fiasco, that's the only thing that I keep thinking about. So I'm, yeah. I'm keeping my mouth shut. Yeah, yeah. Well, between, I feel like the last, I don't know, two months, the news has just gotten worse and worse and worse. There's nothing 
nothing to look forward to, nothing exciting. The greatest thing I ever did was uh, I stopped following on all social media any news network, and I do not watch it. I don't, like, even Fox News, who I would, I guess, religiously watch, I don't even watch it anymore because it's, I don't know. It's all it's negative. Yeah. yeah, it's negative. It's, there's nothing positive. I'm like, but why would I? If I want to go, I don't know. I could be negative yeah. myself if I really want to do. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's tough because I don't, I don't watch the news. I have cable, but I never watch it. But it's hard because everyone is just sharing everything, and but they're sharing their opinions with it, and it's kind of like, you know, following like minds for other reasons and have nothing to do with political backing. But everyone seems to have the same idea politically. And it's just hearing the same thing. It's like, all right, we need some kind of break from this. Like social media was supposed to be the break from the news. Well, it gets depressing that. just hearing the same yeah. shit over and over again. And, you know, in latest light, I mean, hate to bring it up, but the Chicago shit that happened and all the political nonsense that went on. I'm not going to yeah, get into yeah. it, but, you know, we've had this yeah, conversation yeah. many times. Let's talk about the Olympics because the, the female wrestler, now that's the positive stuff that we should be seeing on the news. The female Olympic wrestler that like wore the flag proudly said how much she loved this country. That's, that's what we need. Not like the negative shit. No. Yeah. I feel like we've kind of reached the point where patriotism is like a bad thing in, in the eyes of the general public. It's not, but like no one wants to talk about being pride, prideful of being, you know, an American or proud of what we do. Yeah. Which is insane to me. Cause like, my ancestors are from Ireland and I'm, I'm proud to be Irish, but I'm also proud to be an American, you know, like I don't understand how that, that can be twisted into a negative comment ever, ever. Right. I'm proud to be an American. Most people are, they really are. Yeah. And, exactly. and to, to say that is like fucking taboo, which is crazy to me. That's like, and I said this to someone, like when someone comes up to you on duty and they're like, Hey, just want to let you know, I support you and what you do. Like, Say it with your chest. Like, what? what is the problem with you saying that, hey, I support the police? It's so yeah. crazy that it's got to be, like, a secret. Yeah, it's like they got to whisper it, like, hey, by the way. Like, all right, cool, thanks. Like, whatever. Yeah, we got to speak. In Indiana, we're, I think we're a little bit different than most. Like, we're, we're very uh, – they love the police. But during these times, we uh, we get more people that have come to us and say, like, how proud they are. And, but they say probably. Like, they'll say it in, you know, like, we'll be in the middle of a restaurant. And they'll, like – up and back, thank you for your, you know, I'm really happy that in blah blah blah. It's like, but we get it more when the media is put, put portraying this negative culture than when times are calm. So, and I, I agree. Um, I also think that it's because the people that are anti police, or at least vocally anti police, they don't say it unless they're in large groups or on the internet, they won't say it one on one. And I think that's the difference is that. You know, you're not going to see a whole bunch of pro police supporters um, out demonstrating unless maybe it's on the weekend because most of them are at work or, you know, they, they can't make a demonstration at two o'clock on a Monday. So, yeah, it's going to be more individualized. And, you know, you get some people on the Internet that starts to start saying things, but then they get censored by social media platforms. So it's just it's crazy. Uh, Florida, for the most part, my area, for the most part, has been supportive, but. It, it the more urbanized and city atmosphere you're at, I feel like it's less vocal. Well, also to that, and then now they're coming out with the new vax mandates for certain departments, where it's either get vaxxed or face this. Yeah, I already see Kenny shaking his head, and <laughs> you know it, it's you already have two departments in Jersey, uh, Newark and Wayne, putting out these guidelines that if 
you know, employees aren't mandated by a certain date in September with the case termination. I would love to. I wish I was at the department because I would be a millionaire by the time they fucking got done. It's completely unconstitutional. Like, uh, that'd be great. I didn't, I'm, I'm not one way or the other. Like, if you want to go get the vaccination, cool. If you don't, cool. Like, I just think it's your yep. choice. And to have an employer mandated is fucking nuts. Oh, 100%. To have anyone mandated is nuts. Yep, I, I agree. Mean, there's like 46 or 48 states in the, in the country that, uh, based on your re- religious beliefs, that you um, do not have to get vaccinated at all. So now you're going to say, well, how is – I just see the Supreme Court destroying them if, when these cases come to them. Well, any moment now, that'd be nice to start getting <laughs> things right, you know, if, if anyone yeah, right. wants to step up. So, I mean, I just, I get frustrated on all of it. Like, yeah, if you want to wear a mask in public, if you want to get vaccinated, cool. I am, I am, that's fine. But don't, don't attack people that don't. That's as, mm-hmm. as simple as that. Yeah. My body, my choice. Yeah. Vice versa too. Like if, don't, I don't know. If you're not going to wear one, don't give people shit. That are gonna wear one. Yep, it's it's that simple, and that's for like a good two three months here in Florida. That's how it was. Like, hey, there were some people there with no masks. There were some people that were wearing masks, and it was just like, all right, cool. And every once in a while, you get like the Karens that would like stare at you in, in a negative way, but for the most part, everyone was cool about it. And now it's just like there's a very us versus them mentality across the board, no matter what the the uh, topic is, and it's 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 very sad. I think the media, for whatever reason, intentionally does that in any way they can. The us versus them. Oh, yeah, they like to play everyone. Yep. And they've been doing that for years, of course. Yeah, and, like, and, and, and everything, not just everything. Just even like yeah. a, a a cup at Starbucks, like that was yep. the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen, and it's just gone to astronomical proportions. Like same thing with um, like Bezos and those guys going into space. They made that a us versus them mentality. Like, oh, are you either supporting them or not like it doesn't matter it's i guarantee you that jeff bezos has no interest in what i'm doing day to day so why do i care if he's flying his spaceship it doesn't matter yeah more power to him exactly so i don't know i mean everything i was telling frank and red maybe maybe it was in our group chat but i was listening to like some old george carlin from like the late 90s and everything he talked about could be if you like blindfolded someone or showed them like, Hey, this just came out today. It's a new podcast. They'd be like, Oh wow. It just fits. It's everything he's talking about is what's dealing with today. It's like, it's crazy. Like these are problems that existed 20 years ago, but they're continuing today in just different fashions. Yep. 100%. But this is not going to be a total uh, (laughs) political. I started that my bad. No, no, no. It's perfectly fine. I mean, it's 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 stuff. Actually, I feel like we've talked about this in every single episode, so we're good with that. Um, but let's let's start let's start goofing around a little with the bit. shenanigans. The shenanigans. Um, somebody says shenanigans. So shenanigans. We're gonna do uh, a this or that question. Uh, I'm gonna pick two here. <laughs> okay, <we'll do> that. <laughs> That's never good. Mm-mm. All right, so I got two this or that, and instead of like our usual thing where it'll, I'll, I'm going to pick a single person because I don't have the wheel, um, I am going to just we'll put it up for open discussion. So the first one, first this or that, would you rather 
recreate human society post-apocalypse with only the people in this group. Well, that wouldn't really work, would it? (laughs) (laughs) Or bathe every morning with a fire hose. I'm going to have to go with bathe every morning with a fire hose. (laughs) I mean, yeah, physically and scientifically. Yeah, we can't procreate, and I think it would be very... I don't know. That, that society would not be very promising. No, and all of our children would look like horses. Um, <laughs> all right, so the uh, the next one is, would you rather reply to questions using only Bible scripture or have clitorises all over your body? I'm glad I answered the first one. <laughs> just for the, the sake side. of the podcast, I'm just going to go with the clitoris just to make it interesting. <laughs> yeah, I well, I mean, it would make massages a whole lot more fun. Yeah, there's something I wanted to say, but I can't quite put my finger on it. <laughs> I feel, I would like to go like Frank. I sent you that video of that movie Cop Out with Bruce, Bruce Willis and uh, yeah. Tracy Morgan, yep. where like they did an entire interrogation using movie quotes. I would like. I would like to challenge like a squad to like only do radio transmissions with movie quotes or something like that. That would be that's possible. Or like, have you ever guys like done like word of the day where uh, you have to say one word over the radio? I, I saw somebody mention it uh, today, but we did that once. All right, guys, whoever whoever says you know uh, platypus over the radio will get you know get to go home early or something. It's like, how can I fit this in my transmission? Right. But it has to fit. That's what she said. You can't just like <laughs> you can't just like jam it in there. That's and, what she uh, said. <laughs> All right. So the next the next thing we're gonna play, the next question I'm gonna take from the, the bad people deck. Um who in this group would be most likely to laugh if they saw a blind person trip? <laughs> I think we I think all would. Probably. Okay. Do you think the president jerks off in the Oval Office? I think all of them have. I, I mean, that would be one of the first things I would do, just to say I did it. There's probably, like, behind the desk, there's probably, like, tally marks or, like, one <laughs> giant, like, cum rag. <laughs> this is George Washington's cum rag. Why is that sock crawling across the floor? Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> What's the slipstick? Oh, that's just Monica Lewinsky. Don't worry about it. This is the stiffest sock ever. <laughs> no, that's disgusting. That's disgusting. <laughs> there are some questions in this deck. Would you watch a porn star who had your mom's name? No? No. We're all saying no. Apparently, uh, Barstool Sports, 62% of their readers also said no. Yeah. I mean, no one really called I mean, no really call my mom by her first name when I was... Okay, for $10,000... Would you spend two days carrying around a human-looking Japanese robot that you had to introduce to people as your girlfriend? No. For $10,000? No. Manti Teo would. What's that? Manti Teo would. <laughs> yes, he would. <laughs> that's a that's an old-school reference right there. Yeah, but I'm from that area, so. Oh, okay. What about you, Frank? Would you do it? 10000 Robot? Two days. Two days? I don't think you'd make it two days. You'd end up in a fucking psych ward. They'd be like, this is- <laughs> I don't know, though. Have you seen some of the videos with those robots? They look pretty realistic. It's not like... It'd be like the fembots from uh, Austin Powers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> would you uh, Would you rather 
you you might be able to answer this, Frank. Did you catch COVID, Kenny? No. Officially, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> would you? Okay, so well, would you rather lose your ability to taste food or to feel sex? Taste food. Taste food. Taste food. Yeah. Stand um, would you rather wear winter clothes in the summer or summer clothes in the winter? What winter? Like a like a northeast, like a cold, like lake winter. Yeah, but I wear shorts all year round, so I'm one of those guys. Well, so do I, but. Well, yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. I'd probably wear summer clothes. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Don't know if I could. Don't know if I could. Um, let me just check the IG here. So what I did is um, I posted some questions to my Instagram story. And I said, because I, like usually I get an ask me anything and they're always trash. So I tried to do switch it up a little bit and I did a fuck, Mary kill. And uh, the first one I released, it was all political and like, it was okay. For, it was funny for like the first five of them and then they just got repetitive and then I did it again. So let's, let's take one from the political deck. Fuck, Mary kill. Okay. This is from uh Visiblue LLC. All right. So get on your uh, police condoms. Condom hats. If you want to be spotted at a critical event, go to visit. Go to Visiblue LLC. Not a sponsor, just just nice guys. Um, all right. Would you rather, or FM FMK, Hillary Rodham Clinton, Kill. Rachel Maddow, or Joe Who's, Joy Behar? Who's Rachel Maddow? The MSNBC anchor. Well, Short regardless. Hair. Regardless. Hillary, you may. What's that? Hillary would be my my K for that one. Exactly. Yeah. And then the other two are indifferent to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Joy would get Isn't Joy from the View or whatever? Yeah, yeah. She's the, the redhead that's super loud and annoying. Yeah, the one that makes you want to dip your nuts through like fucking hot glue and nails. Yes, <laughs> yes. Accurately I think that's actually on her Wikipedia bio. <laughs> I think I would um she would get my uh my F, I think. Just to get rid of her, just so I don't have to keep her around. Yeah. All right. What about? What if she turns into a stage five clinger? Yeah. No, no, no. It's... Oh, it's just Sorry. a hit and quit it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. This one's a little less political. Uh, Reba McIntyre, Dolly Parton, and Janis Joplin. Isn't Janis Joplin already dead? She is, but for this, she's back in her prime. Oh. Pre uh, pre drug overdose. Hmm. Mary, Reba, kill Janice. Fuck Dolly. Yeah. Nine to five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> going to going to Dolly World. I like it. Um. Oh, I don't know who that is. So we got Betty White, <laughs> Doja Cat. I don't know who that is. Doja. And Cardi B. I got to Google Doja Cat. I'm looking right now. Yeah. Doja Cat. How do you spell her? D O J A C A T. Space. I think it's a rapper. Hmm. She's not unattractive. No. No. I say uh, Cardi B's got to go. Yep. Yeah. Um, I go with F Doja Cat. Uh, oh, hold on a second. You're going to marry Cardi yeah. B? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Mary. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you're going to marry Betty White, F Doja Cat. Yeah. And Cardi B's got to go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I agree with that. I think 
I'm gonna have to do an IG live because some of these I need like a poll from. We'll do that in a little bit though. Um, let's see. We're gonna take a break from that. I have no idea what I'm doing this time. Uh, I'm just kind of winging <laughs> it. I don't know what's what's on the uh, event horizon with you guys. What do you guys got planned? I know Kenny, you're going out to California, right? That's in October. Yeah, that's after the conference. I, I'm going oh, okay. to Boston. I got September. Two courses coming up with a uh, street cop. I'm taking uh, the gun game, and then uh, Rob Ferrero's class. I think a couple weeks after that. So you've been to like every class. It seems like pretty much. Awesome. Nice street I, cop four, if you will. Hey, get it while you can, man. I yeah, um. That's what she said. Couple of the new, <laughs> couple of the new classes were coming down to Florida, or like, uh, I think there was one in Georgia, and I wanted to go to them, but I'm in this weird transition phase where yeah, can't really, can't really afford anything at the moment. But <laughs> um, like I think uh, the flipping informants class was nearby. I think that was in Seminole. And that social media one looks good too. Yeah, that one looks really yeah. good. Yeah, I'm bringing Zach and I'm bringing uh, Nick out to uh, Hobart. Oh, nice. Sure. I told uh, I was talking to Tom and I said that because he's doing my uh, my leadership podcast. Um, when I get settled in the new place, I'd really like to get like everyone in Street Cop, just like revolving door every once a, once a month. Just come on through and re- replace the training budget with Street Cop training. That's it. <laughs> Pretty big, not not huge. Yeah. Pretty big, not huge. That's kind of how I live my life. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, here's a question about uh, bad people. We can all kill one person without the possibility of getting caught. Who is most likely to do it? Frank. Yeah. Damn. I think so. All you, uh, all you Jersey boys and girls, be careful. Frank is out there. <laughs> Where did I put my? Oh. What about uh, who is the laziest sexual partner? Red, not Red Ninja. Red <laughs> Gunsworth. Kenny does too much. I don't know. What do you do? CrossFit? Nah, not <laughs> normal workout stuff. Yeah. So you're you're too fit. Frank's too fit. He does all that BJJ shit. Well, yeah, he joked around the last podcast. You're like, oh, yeah. you're trying to become the next <laughs> Batman. I was like, really. In their lifetime, who is most likely to need a liver transplant? You. <laughs> Good old Frank. I, you know what? I am so embarrassed by my liquor. What the fuck was that? Someone on their bike. Nice. Um, yeah. Compared to you guys, my, my liquor situation is so lacking. I'm, I'm embarrassed. Kenny's got a full-on bar. Well, like you have to, cooler. So this bar was made during COVID when we couldn't do anything. I've always wanted it, and then I finally just made it happen because we couldn't do anything else. So I. It sounds like that motorcycle is in your living mm-hmm. room. Just well, it's literally the next lot over, and where I live, it's not like the hood-ish, but people are just like a mixture of both. people are super close though. Yeah, that's good that you made that. Uh, made. Made use of your time, I should say, during COVID. Nothing else going on. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Well, yeah, but so many other people just, like, binge-watched Netflix and, you know, shit like that. I mean, I – did I quarantine? I didn't even really quarantine. Like, you know, none of us first responders really could. Mm, nope. So. Which is, well, at least you guys are getting that uh, $1,000 stipend. Hey, my DeSantis daddy dollars? Yeah. Yeah. That was the best thing. 
I still haven't put it in my bank account, though. I got to do that before it disappears. <laughs> Just frame the check. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> Thank you, Daddy DeSantis. I love that man. <laughs> He's great. That man mm-hmm. is awesome. What about you? Your governor's done, huh? Oh, no, that's New York. <laughs> that's, that's New York. Well, close enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. These are People's so public of New Germany versus <laughs> New York. Oh, my God. So earlier today, I, I was like, I got I got a what? What? No, I, I just have a feeling what you're going to say. Earlier today, I. Uh, On that I, note, I'll make another tweet. drink. I got something. I was just pissed off about just the world. And I, I like recorded a rant about because I've been watching like History Channel shit on on Netflix about like the Nazis and stuff, and I was like, you know, I made this whole rant about how like current society and the the Nazis like there's a lot of parallels that are kind of scary, and I sent it to a few people, and for like three hours, Instagram would not send that video, it just like was stuck in cyberspace, and I was like, this is this censorship censorship at its finest. But then I restarted my phone and it sent. But still, I was I was concerned for a second. I saw that you posted that. That's uh, alarming a little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah, that's from the documentary I'm watching. It's there's another one that I was watching before called How to Become a Tyrant, and it. I mean, it's 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 alarming. It's like I've always been big into history, so seeing those parallels, it's just scary. Yeah. And it's it's like the scary part is that no one's really doing anything to stop it. But it's like, what can you do? Also, have you seen um, Pitbull? Who I'm not like, I've been different about him, but like he's been talking a lot. He's been very outspoken this whole time about uh, some of the things that have been happening compared to Cuba and here. Mm. He has he has a he's very well spoken and he has some. I mean, he's very – the conversations that he's talking about are very, like, intelligent. Like, he's – I like it. Yeah. I'm going to have to look into that because that's what I like. I like someone who's, like, a subject matter subject matter expert, yeah. you know, lived through it, mm-hmm. experienced it, knows what he's talking about. And he has the platform where it's like, all right, let's start promoting this a lot more. The fact that I didn't even know that he was talking about it is a little alarming, but I got to look into that. Like, right before we did this, I was talking to a chick. She's a uh, – She's gonna be on the podcast. She's a recovering heroin addict, but she just got she just graduated University of Washington. Um, like she turned her life around or whatever, and she's now an advocate for pro drug enforcement. She's like, people need to go to jail for drugs. They need to enforce shit. Like abolishing incarceration is a stupid thing, because um, she's in Washington, so she sees it firsthand. And she was an addict, so she really saw it like how the system actually helped her so many. And, and what we said was that so many people that are everybody that's making the rules and making the decisions have no idea what they're talking about. Like they're, they're just suits, you know, and it's, it's obviously working well for America. So let's just keep doing the status quo. I'm all about a process where if you're an addict and you do get arrested, that there's avenues to rehab, even if it's yes. forced rehab, but, just not to do anything about it, I don't know. Like, if you don't want to get help, most addicts aren't going to get help. But if you're forced into that situation because of some criminal thing and the judge makes it happen, I think that that could have some positive impact on people. People that didn't want help, all of a sudden they get clean and they're clear-minded for six months because that's what they're required to do. Maybe that turns their life around for them, you know? And it, it, it might be forced at the time, but six months from now they're going to appreciate it. 
where if they're still cloudy and all fucked up, like that's not, there's no benefit. Correct. And what she said was that even while she was doing drugs and breaking into cars and stealing cars and everything, she didn't want to do it, but her addiction was making her do it. Like she was, when she was like lucid, she knew that, you know, this is bad. I, I shouldn't be doing this, blah, 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 blah. But she really didn't have control. But when she got arrested, it forced that upon her. And it's, I mean, it, it makes sense. It, it forces the clarity. It first forces them away. There was a girl that we dealt with when I was on narcs and, um, same thing. She was an addict. We actually got a, a narcotics buy from her cause she was selling to fuel her habit. And, uh, I told the state attorney, because they're like, yeah, we're just going to give her probation and just kick her out. I said, no, it's not, it's not working. Stop. And we got her um, into a live-in facility. I was actually doing some follow-up on it before we came on. Um, I haven't seen her, her boyfriend, like their entire little criminal element. So it works. Trust the process. But the judicial system is just so fucked that everyone just wants to kick them out, catch and release. Yeah, I'm, I'm, when, that's my thing. Like, I'm, I'm fine if you're going to force them to do something to better themselves instead of incarcerating them. But to do absolutely nothing is um, does it does nothing either. It does nothing, but it re-victimizes this, the law-abiding society because yeah. they're going to get out and they're going to do the same shit. Yeah, and, and so we do nothing, and then she, this person goes and accidentally overdoses and kills herself. Like, what does that do for society? Nothing. Yeah. Or when I was brand new, I think one of my first weeks in FTO, we had a, um, a guy overdose while he was driving a car and he crashed and caused injuries while he was doing that crash. I mean, what if he killed someone? What if it if he ran into a sidewalk and killed some kids? Like, you know what I mean? Yep. And I, you know, doing follow up on my cases, he ended up dying of an overdose anyway. So what if he was put into the proper rehab treatment or whatever who knows? He may he may still be around. He may be a functioning member of society. Yep. I'm I'm not big on writing people off. Even even the homeless junkies that you deal with day to day, I'm not big on writing people off because no nobody is two years old, ten years old, and goes, you know what I want to be when I grow up? A homeless junkie. And I don't know. That's maybe that's like the the bleeding heart in me. But no, I I agree with you. Right, hundred percent right. I mean. Kenny, before you were, you know, the interdiction mastermind, did you have to deal with a lot of stuff like that? Or were you just like straight to the highway? Like you're, you're fresh out of FTO, right to the highway. No. I, uh, <laughs> my first five years, I didn't do any interdiction. So like I was dealing with that, that stuff on a regular basis, like uh, going to overdoses. My first uh, death investigation was uh, an overdose of a guy I went to high school with and graduated with. Oh, Actually, shit. I knew him my whole life, like oh, uh, elementary on, like we were in the same grade and all the way through. Um, so that was... Yeah, it's just, it's a it's a very uh, interesting experience. I mean, it sucked. It was it was very sad because he's not a bad kid. I knew him. I knew him my whole life. Like you know, like he just and it's not like I don't know what was going on in his adult life, but never the entire time knowing him in school, like would I've ever thought that that's how this would his life would pan out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and where you grew up was it like pretty much like a tight knit community? Like everyone yeah. knew everyone for the most yeah, part. Yeah, I mean, there's like yeah. yeah. 28,000 people and graduating high school classes, like 400 okay. people, um, maybe even less, maybe yeah. 300, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's like, I mean, we kind of know everyone and families know families. And Well, it's like, that's like how, how it is where uh, Ken and I grew yeah. up. I was going to say, we lived, Frank and I, <laughs> <laughs> we're, uh, we're basically like neighboring towns growing up. We had no idea. But um, there's, there's even a chance. And what year did you graduate? 07? 06. Oh, okay. So, yeah, there's a chance that. 
Like we ran in the same circles, just you know, next town over. Probably. And yeah. I don't know. It's crazy because where I grew up, I think I maybe graduated with two hundred people in my high school in my class. Yeah. And you know, when you find out that someone died, like you can remember playing with them at recess. You know, yeah. it's just right. Yeah, you remember joking around with them at lunch or, you know, fucking hanging out and with them And even if you weren't tight with them, you knew them. Like, yeah, you know, it's just, it's crazy. I I'm, I think I'm lucky to the point where I moved a thousand miles away. So people I inter- interact with, I have no, I have no business. In, every once in a while, because I've been here long enough now, but for the most part, I have no idea. But dealing with that, Kenny, I, that's tough. I went. I mean, I always thought it would be tough to arrest someone I know, but to deal with that is even worse. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, it's my. I mean, the city that I grew up in is a very. Uh, I think they appreciate if you're here, like like the old school community, like appreciates you, and they're more willing to confide in you, I guess, um, as a law enforcement officer. So, like, you grew up here, like you, you know, they know your family and stuff. People are more willing to talk to you than outsiders, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, um, yeah, it does. So it's it, the whole resting thing. It's. I don't know. It, it, I'm trying to think of how to word it. Like, it's not. It doesn't happen as often. We see more of, you know. I mean, we see society at its worst, anyways, most of the time. And seeing people that you know in their worst, I kind of block it out. Like, people will be like, "Oh, I was so embarrassed," blah blah blah. And I'm like, I don't remember that incident at all. Like, I don't know right. if I just block it out. Like, like I don't want to see you like this because I know you in a different light, and uh, um, I don't. I don't want to remember that. Like. You know, I'd rather remember the, the good times that I've seen you or whatever. Like, so maybe I yeah. blocked it out, not even knowing, because a lot of times it happens where they're like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. I'm like, I don't even remember that. I'm sorry. Like, I don't remember that incident. I don't know. It's interesting, though. You know, it is. But, you know, and I, I try to explain this to my family a lot because they don't understand how we kind of, like, if, you, if you're a waiter or, okay, you're a bartender. So when you're a bartender, you go to the you go to the bar, you take an order, you go to the next one, and then you go to the next one. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't stick with you. And I try to explain to my family that that's how calls work. Like a, a call, it can't stick with you because if it, it sticks with you longer, then you're going to dwell on it or whatever. And, yeah. you know, you got to take that shit mm-hmm. home. Exactly. I mean, it's going to come home anyway, but not to that extent. Like I can't sit at home right. and dwell and be like, man, I wonder what happened with that family. I hope that guy made it home okay. Like, no, that's yep. unfortunately when, when I go 10 8, on to the next one. I, that's it. I wipe the slate clean and, and I go from there. Well, it's the same when I dispatched. I mean, you know, you're dealing with people at their worst moments of their life on the phone, and you don't get any resolution. But it's like, it is what it is. Yeah. I, I, you know, I always forget that you dispatch, but you know, that's a that's an interesting take on it because when I had the conversation with Mo and, and a couple other dispatchers, they said that like one of the worst parts is not getting closure. But yeah, you kind of have to build it in your mind that you're not going to get the closure. Yeah, like I mean, sometimes you know, afterwards, guys will come up and we would like bullshit about calls and whatnot. But, you know, nine times out of ten, you're not really getting any resolution. So it's like, all right, cool. All right, I helped you. All right, PD did their thing. That's it. That's done. Yeah. What uh, what somebody said to me was, um, it's like hearing a joke and not the punchline. It's just you got to get used to living your life that way. Someone said that in your podcast. Yes. Yep. That's where I heard it. It was, uh, I mean, it's a great way to think about it. I just don't know the way I am because I like closure and I wanted, that's how I became a cop because I wanted to know what happened next. I don't think I could do it, but the people that can, it's remarkable that they're okay with it. Like my girlfriend is a prime example, but I don't, I don't know. Frank, is that, is that what made you take the jump or did you always want to be a cop? And then you just went dispatch first. Oh, yeah, for, for me. Yeah. For me, I always wanted to be a cop. 
And I figured I interned with the department I dispatched with at one point, and then I ended up getting picked up by another PD. Gotcha. But I was with that PD for six years. Is that a pre- I'm still close to a lot of guys. Is that a pretty there. common transition from like dispatcher to cop there or no? Yeah, yeah, usually. Get your foot yeah. in the door, mm-hmm. they like you. Pretty much, yeah. And it's good because you get, you get to learn how to like talk efficiently mm-hmm. on the radio and you're not trying to tie up the air with nonsense. Stupid, yeah. yeah. And, you know, you've, I've handled my fair share of, you know, fatals, you know, delivered child over the phone. Oh, shit. You know, CPR instructions, like that, that type of shit. Like, you know, you get someone calling and they're like, just get here quickly. And it's like, all right. You're trying to like talk them down over the phone. Mm-hmm. Cause the guy I went to high school with, he's a cop now in um, somewhere in Bergen County, but he started in the jail and then he went to be like a courtroom deputy and now he's a city okay. cop. So that's another progression. Yeah. That I know. Is everything kind yeah. of like uniform in Jersey, like, like calls and signal or codes and signals or is it? Um, my old department, we use 10 codes. So when you, when you say 10, eight, 10, seven, like I know what that means. But some PDs, I know they use various codes differently. Mm, okay. So. And what about Kenny? Do you use ten codes, or are you just like we, uh, a mixture? We use a mixture of ten codes, like signals. Do you guys have like signal twenty-seven, like traffic stop? So for me, it's a traffic stop's a ten fifty. Uh, see, our, but there are signals. There are signals, but our accidents are ten fifty. But uh, we use ten code signal codes. But we've been going to a lot of plain English, like the normal ones, like. 1027 means license check, signal 40 means warrants, like stuff like that. Like the common ones, sometimes will still come out, but a lot of it's going back, just normal plain English, just talking on the radio. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm, that kind of stuff. That's where I'm going from because where I work now is just so inundated with special events and everything that we always have outside agencies. So it's easy just to do plain English. Um, oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which. You know, they told me that came from 9-11 because everyone was rushing to the towers and no one knew what the fuck they were saying. So everyone just went plain English. Um, yep. But now where I'm going, it's all codes and signals and the codes and signals that I had where I am now, totally different. So it's like it's like learning a new language. It's, it's insane. You're going to mess that up a lot of it. Not, not to be a dick, but you're, you know, like you're no, so used 100%. to it and all of a sudden you're going to say like something. That, Muscle you know, memory is going yeah, to be like kick in. Yeah. To the point <laughs> where... Even even the phonetics are different. Like, uh, what do you use? Military and police. So I use military, but they do use police. So it'll be oh, so Baker Bravo. Yeah. yeah. Lima Lincoln. Yeah. Oh, Lincoln. See, I totally forgot that one. But yeah. So what I've been doing is I've been pulling up their scanner and listening. And when they say a code or signal, <laughs> I like look it up. Like, oh, that's what that means. Okay. Oh, I was just gonna say sometimes like context clues, like just when you're like reading or learning, like kind of helps. Like, oh, that's what that means. Ours are weird because ours are like. A Adam, B boy, C Charles, D David. Like that's how that's our phonetic alphabet. Yeah, it's all like boys' name, like men's names, kind of. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah. what I'm going to. But right now, it's Alpha Bravo Charlie Delta. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So it's going to be. So when I've been driving, I've been looking at car tags and just reading them under the new phonetic. And thank God, no one rides with me ever because they'd be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" But. <laughs> Why are you talking to yourself? <laughs> I mean, no more than usual, I guess. And Kenny, you just went straight from non-cop world to cop world, or no? I was, um, um, I was a bartender, uh-huh. and then um, I was a bartender until I was twenty-five, and just applied at a bunch of different departments, and finally got hired. Nice. What made? Did you always want to be a cop, or did something happen that made you want to be a cop? Um, I actually went to college. I was going to be a teacher, uh, ironically, and 
and when I went to do my like observations in in the classroom, I'm like, I can't do this shit. There's no way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I took some criminal justice classes and when my best friend became a cop and, uh, yeah, I don't know. So like the, the combination of him becoming a cop and the criminal justice classes kind of got me hooked. I took criminal justice as like an elective, uh, mm-hmm. my first couple of times. And I was like, man, this is a lot cooler than sitting in a classroom. So I switched my major. Yeah. That's kind of exactly the start of that story is kind of me. Cause I, I went for history to be a history teacher. And, uh, when I had to observe the first class, I was like, Nope, this is not what I want. This is not. <laughs> Cause I remember my history teacher when I went to high school and he just traded it like a, like a college class. He lectured, everyone shut up and listen. And then there was a test eventually. I loved it. Um, but when I went and observed Florida school, I was like, this is stupid. This is just not what I wanted to do at all. And then eventually my friend was in the police academy and I kept asking about her classes and like what she was learning. And I was just so interested and eager. So just, just go to the police academy. And that's what I did. So you paid for yourself to go. I did. I did. Which is pretty common down here. Um, not so much now because everybody needs people, but when I was starting, nobody, no agency was hiring because there was like a hiring freeze, like statewide, um, except for like maybe FHP and some of the sheriff's offices. But where like the local local cities where they're wearing a lot of money, um, I paid for myself. Everyone I got hired with started by paying for themselves, but they got hired or they got sponsored and hired on mid academy. Um, so yeah, I pay for myself. Yeah, so in Indiana, you either are hired and the department sends you, or you can pay yourself, but you have to be sponsored by a department. They have to say like, "Oh yeah, this is a good person." Uh, even though he's paying for himself, we, you know, like kind of we assume responsibility. But you can't just say, "Oh, I'm gonna go to the police academy and pay for yourself to go through." My police academy was it, it was just odd because you could pay for yourself. And if you had something in your background that would like stop you from getting hired, they would send you a letter and say, Hey, just understand there's a high probability you are not going to get hired, but you can still continue learning all this stuff, which is very questionable. What if you're like, like a felon that I think that they would just kick you because there was, well, no, I can't even say that because there was a kid, he was actually a gang member and he was in the police academy, got accepted, went through, and it was only firearms when they found out that, he was a felon. I think because he was holding his gun like this, not this. I don't know. Um, but he, uh, he they, they, were, they kicked him out. So their background screening for the academy was nothing. That's um, Like there was a guy that I went to the academy with. He was training to be a pilot. And there was a hiring freeze on being a pilot. So he went to the police academy. And right before the academy started, he got arrested for domestic violence. Um, it was a he said, she said, and... He was, he was the short man on the totem pole. He got a letter that said, hey, you have this, even though the charges were dropped and everything, you're probably not going to get hired. And sure enough, he, he applied to a few agencies. They wouldn't even look at him. And I think he's a pilot now. But, um, but he still went through the entire academy. So, like, what if he was actually a piece of shit, you know, and, but he learned all this stuff? I, I don't know. It's, my, my academy was something special. Is that like, uh, well? Jersey does that too with the alternate route. What's that? Similar to you pay your way through oh, the okay. academy, and then you have, I think, if I remember correctly, three years until you get picked up by PD or your cert expires. Okay, yeah, that's that's yeah. like uh, that's like Florida, 
but your cert actually doesn't become active until you get a job. You have to get a job. So your cert technically starts the day you start the academy or the, the like the four years, I should say, the four years that you can have your academy or you can have your cert. So it starts before you even have it. So you get six months or nine months in the academy and then you you graduate. Then you have basically three and a half years or three years to get hired. And if you don't, then you have to retake the academy. And then I don't know what the overlap is as far as like if you separate from employment, how much longer you have to wait or like, you know, is it another three years or I don't know what that is, but um, it's crazy. Did uh, Frank, did you go to the academy yourself? You pay your way through or did you get sponsored? No, yeah, I got picked up. Oh, you did. But I tested everywhere for seven years straight. So you guys have like a civil service exam or something? Uh, Yeah, Jersey, you either have uh, civil service or chief's test or alternate route. So civil service, pretty much take tests. And then if your town, county, whatever, um, sends out a certain amount of certs or whatever, you just basically respond back saying, hey, I'm interested in this position, whatever, blah, blah, blah. The only thing is there's no, it's just an interview. That's it. There's no PT test or anything. Mm. You know, you just interview medical and uh, psych test. Whereas chief's test, you got the written test, PT, interview panel, chief's interview. And then from there, it's medical and psych. No you guys don't have a polygraph out there? No, we have no polygraphs. At all? No. That's crazy. So I should have applied to Jersey. Yeah. It could, it could be riding together. Right? I know, right? Well, yeah, but then we would both be miserable in the same car. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go grab a drink, guys. I'll be right, right back. All right, cool. <laughs> Take it off my headphones. I don't think there's an echo, so I don't need it. Yeah, how's mine? Yeah, you're fine. That's what I was thinking because I don't see Kenny having one. I don't have you. don't have headphones, and I hear no echo, so we're good. Well, it's the first time ever in the history of podcasts that I actually have my uh, screen displayed. I wasn't going to say that, but I was definitely thinking it. Sorry, right. I'll I'll gladly say it. I don't care. <laughs> I, I was thinking about a couple things. I was thinking about this this morning or this afternoon when I was um, at the grocery store. <laughs> I thought every single drunk cops had someone from Indiana. Which is a little alarming, but it's it's. I don't think it's entirely true. The second one didn't, but the first one had D. The second one didn't. Yeah. But the third one had Ben from Hey My Man, so that was that's three of the four. So that's not bad. What? So who uh, who is the first one that you said? Uh, Doctor D, Doctor Dullery. She's she's not from Indiana, but she lives in Indiana now. She lives it by uh, Indy, right? Yeah. And and what is a uh, what's her name on there? Uh, P H Dullery on Instagram. Yeah, she's yeah. uh, if 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 her Instagram is currently active, I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know if I made her deactivate again. Sorry if you're listening into this. But. <laughs> I haven't. I, I've seen her on Facebook. I haven't seen her on Instagram in a minute. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, she's been mentioning me and shit on uh, Facebook. Yeah, she sent me. The, she sent. She tagged us in that uh, that alcohol one um, today. I feel attacked. Did you watch that? Yeah, that was great. So yeah, I ha- we had him or sorry, we had her. And then we had Ben. Uh, Ben's a good guy. Have you guys ever talked to him, like off, like at all? I think maybe through DMs. I'm not sure. Yeah, he's he's a good guy. He works somewhere. Um, is he an Illinois copper? Is he an Indiana copper? No, he's Indiana. Oh, that's cool. But they're they're good guys. Dave is actually going to help me 
on the new season of the podcast. He's going to be one of my voiceovers. But I think that's everybody's uh, go-to. Like when someone gets a job that they, they you know, didn't think they should get, like, oh, he must have kissed a lot of ass to get to it. Every once in a while, they're actually good at their job. Are you drinking water? <laughs> no, I'm drinking um, <laughs> not gin and tonic. I'm drinking gin and uh, club soda. Uh, well, uh, gin and- yeah, I was – so I saw it in the picture that Kenny sent me. I saw a bottle of gin. I was like, you know, I've, oh, I tried this once, and it was kind of meh, but it's okay. I'm not a gin person. I have it. Me I have it for when people no. come over and they like it. I have a buddy that loves it. And reminds me of like pine trees. Like I'm in fucking yeah. drinking a so, air freshener so the, from a car. <laughs> so the glass I'm <laughs> drinking from is uh, from this distillery in Nashville. And they had like an amazing gin. Like it didn't taste like that. So I was like, oh, I'll just I'll just get a gin down here. And it's not this. It's what it is. It does the trick. And I've got a I poured an IPA too. Kenny, I was thinking while we were on the break, what um, what's the food situation like up in Indiana? Because like Frank and I, we always talk food, so I was like, what what do you like? Is the food situation good up there? Or yeah, is it I mean, like we're third. I mean, so where we're at, we have a lot of uh, the food's good. A dentist is always critical of it, but we're right. We're thirty minutes out of Chicago, so a lot of that like bleed over comes over here. So if it's a Chicago based restaurant, more than likely we we have a, a a franchise or a chain of it within ten or fifteen minutes of the house. Um, gotcha. Okay. So is your pizza normal? Or is it like a lasagna? No, I was just going to say that. So we, it depends on where you go. We have normal pizza, like, uh, that, you, that like New Jersey, I think, but then we could also get the deep dish. I, I just think like our pizzas are very comparable. I think our pizza is better. Um, not to be a dick, but there's like some mom and pops that are like, I, I, I love in Chicago? uh, then New Jersey. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, we got to go out. <laughs> yeah. But then we really are gonna have to make a trip out. Oh wait, well, Kenny, when you did the uh, course in Rutherford, how long were you out for Jersey? How long were you, you out there for a while? Yeah, I was, uh, both times I came out, I was at seven, and then I think ten days this last time. Oh and then, shit! Uh, okay, Dennis right. has this cool pizza place by his house, and they were, like the Brooklyn Pie or whatever. I don't, I, the Brooklyn Pie is like a cheese pizza, right? So yeah. it, it's a it's a small little Italian place that's by Dennis's house. It's like. It reminds me just like it would be a mafia place, but uh, it has really good pizza. I like it. It's kind. Like it's literally in the middle of a neighborhood. I'm like on these like windy roads. I'm like out of nowhere. Here's a restaurant. It's interesting to me. But it, that, yeah. that place is good. I went somewhere. Rob Ferrero told me to go to a place, and we went there. I don't remember where. It's close mm. to where. I'm trying to think of. It's close to Millstone. Millstone. Um. Wait. No. That's where Street Cops based out, right? Yeah, it's it's a, it's like twenty minutes away from there. Rob told me about it. We, me and the wife, went there the next day and brought it back to Dennis's house. We got a shit ton of pizza from there. It was good. Nice. Uh, there was a Star Tavern. Was it a good one? Where? Star Tavern. What is there a place called? Like starts with an F. Um, You're gonna look it up. Yeah, it's very vague. There was a place where I grew up. It was called Gourmet Tomato Pie Company, and it literally was a shack. It was a shack, and you walk in there, and it's a full-on, just like giant Italian restaurant. And well, there's a bunch of good places by us. Yeah, growing up. Yeah. Um. Oh, do you remember the Forge? Yeah. The, their their bar pie was like one of the best in the world. A hundred percent. Yeah. And it, it was it was like almost like a it wasn't like a fancy restaurant, but it was like a little bit better than just strand, like casual dining. And uh, yeah, my parents used to take us there all the time. If if for nothing else, just pizza. 
for some reason, I think a bar pie has the perfect balance of like cheese and sauce and, and crust. Like it's just right. Like it's just, just big enough. Um, yeah. But you got to remember when I left Jersey, I was like 18. So I oh, was yeah, just sure. starting to explore. Like my dad yeah. used to take me all the time to um, the county seat in Newton. I'm, yeah. yeah, I remember county. It's seat. not there anymore. Well, no, it's still there. I think so. My dad was a cool dad. He would take me to bars, like whatever. Yeah. Um, but it was like a bonding thing with him. So, um, yeah. it wasn't like he would get shit faced and then like I would just sit in the corner. Like no, we sat, we had lunch, we bullshit. I feel yeah, absolutely, and and I mean I I can't speak for Indiana, but I know up in Jersey, like it's very common to see like you know, dad took a kid to the bar, but it's also a restaurant, so it's no big deal. Like in Wisconsin, yeah. you can take your child to the bar at any age. So the wife's family's got a cabin up there, and we go up there, and it's like just like kids are playing like the quarter games and shit like that. Like, right, it's like it's yeah. the norm. So just interesting that some yeah. like perspective wise, you know, like. He's not butting the kid. He's not well, look at, lining up shots for the kid. You know, like <laughs> right, exactly. And, and the fact that he kept the kid right next to mm-hmm. him, just off property. Like you know, it wasn't like the kid was like running mm-hmm. in the street. Yeah, like look at places like Dave and Buster's. Mm-hmm. You can have alcohol, but kids can still play. Yeah. So yeah, what's there? That, that's that's a great option. And and uh, it's like, all right, Junior, go make it rain. Daddy's gonna take a shot. Like, Daddy's <laughs> step over here, son. <laughs> that's how Frank's gonna have kids. <laughs> Hey, hey, Junior, I'm going to take this belly shot. Um, go get me more singles. <laughs> Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. <laughs> the pizza place is uh, at Reese's or some shit in Freehold. It was good, though. Cash only. You had to go in the back door and get it. Oh, that's definitely a good place. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah 100%. <laughs> Don't take any pictures inside. You know, mm-hmm. the usual. Yeah, exactly. Leave the money. Take the pizza. Yeah, when I went to Jersey the last time, which is like, Six years ago now, it was brand new. Um, we went to a place, Anthony's Cold Fired Pizza or something like that. That was really good. I can't remember where it was. That, Star Tavern. Um, anything in like that northeastern corner is going to be good. He's yeah. got some good food. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I think pizza so, Chicagoland, I still I still think it's better. Really? I mean, I'm willing, I'm willing to try it out. And I'm not I even mean, talking about, like, the deep dish. That's unique, and it, it's worth trying. Um, but just the pizza in general, man. There's so many There's so many different places, especially where I'm at. There's so many mom and pops that, like, have come up with, like, their own recipe and their own style that are just amazing. There's a, there's a place that Dave from Hey My Man kept posting for a while where they have, like, these weird-ass pizzas. He had one that had, like, Cinnamon Toast Crunch on it and shit like that. It looked. I mean, I was like, he posted one. I was like, I'm gonna fly to Indiana right now and try it. It was. It was looking great. I wonder where that um, is. I haven't heard of that. Uh, I'll I'll look it up in a minute. Um, and then when I had Logan Campbell on, yeah, he's about I don't know, an hour away from me, maybe 45 minutes. He said that it's a big uh, Amish Amish population. Uh, through there, yeah, yeah. Like when you get like between him and I, you'll get into like Amish country. Did, is their food good? The Amish? Mm, I've never had like their food food. They bake like the, the baking, like their pies and stuff like that are pretty amazing. Donuts and they make some stuff like that. That's pretty good. I heard the donuts are like yeah. insane. Uh, down where I'm moving to, there's a couple Amish restaurants like next to each other. And there's a, of course, a furniture store right across the street. But um, apparently the, the entire food, it's almost like 
uh, like German comfort food is how my girlfriend described it. So like very like rich and like hearty. I, I gotta try it out. I'm asking Dave what that pizza place is. I was I was thinking about it. Indiana might be the most second most uh, guest I have on the show. Besides Jersey, Jersey's kind of a given, but it is weird. I, I yeah. When it comes to cops and on social media, it seems like there's a lot of them from Indiana. There's a lot of Indiana. But I, I almost wonder if that's because, like you said, Indiana is very pro-police. So maybe people are comfortable being on social media and doing their job and talking about their job. Yeah. Whereas, like, if there's someone from uh, California, they're like, no, nah, nope, not from California. Definitely not from California. <laughs> Just kidding. <Nope. laughs> Troopers got a troop. Crime reduction team. <laughs> uh, rest in peace. Did you see the thing about Washington State with social media? What was yes. that? Now apparently, like the final step of their what was it? Was it their SOPs or something that they're gonna have to? Yeah, but it came from their all. state law. Yeah, they're gonna have to disclose all access to their social media, which includes their DMs, Facebook messages, everything. And if they don't agree to it, they're fired. Oh, I know. Right, and and all the Washington cops are going. Do you want to see my dick? Because that's how you see my dick. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that makes no sense to me. So are you going to like ask for access to phone calls, text messages, and all that stuff too, or just social media right. platforms? Just social media platforms. For now, I think, right? I mean, but yeah, where does now. that stop? Exactly. Like what Kenny's saying. Like, exactly. What's going to stop them from saying, "Oh, you know, you can't call people without approval"? And I could see That's, asking access to see your social media, like not necessarily like your DMs, but like just to see what you post on there as a hiring process. Sure. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. When when I got hired by my one PD as a dispatcher, they asked to like look through my social media. Like, yeah, you're fine. But this was years ago. But yeah. Did you actually you actually had to show them your social media? Yeah, I had to log in and everything with my background investigator who was right next to me. So my log, so mine, I had to sign something that said I would do that, and he never did it. I don't know if he forgot. I hope he did, but <laughs> but never had to. So I was yeah, ten eight is still a thing, so we're good. I think the DMs are a little much, um, yeah. but anything that you're posting out there for everyone else to see, I think that yeah, that's that's a thing. Well, I mean, as long as you're not posting anything that's targeting any like the protected classes, and you're not making. You're not against the government yeah. or inciting riots or anarchy or anything like that. Like, if they're memes, then they're just right. memes. Even if like, they're offensive, as long as they're not like, like you said, like racist or sexist, or whatever. Right. But it, it, I was talking to my buddy uh, the other night. It is insane how the First Amendment stops at police departments. Like, We've had people in this county get fired for Facebook posts. Not offensive to any particular group just because the department didn't like it? Well, Jersey just came out with their AG. uh, um, It was a disciplinary thing that came out from, I think it was last year to current. And it was... the ban list or whatever it was? Yeah, it was any officer that's been disciplined or had any disciplinary issues. And if you read through, like some of them, like one got terminated for distasteful social media posts what so it's like distasteful social media well, i mean posts. what's distasteful it's- right right who, who it, did, it didn't it hard. didn't go into any more details just said terminated for this that was it so yeah that's crazy but i, I look at pages not to trample on their grave but i look at pages like crime redemption reduction team where they really didn't post anything bad they posted something that all three of us would laugh at, you know, 
And yeah. they they didn't get fired, but they did get publicly ridiculed on mass media, not social media, mass media. Like, there's no reason I should know about that. It should be an internal investigation to stay that way, if that. And that's alarming, you know? And then seeing where, you know, if Washington's going to set the precedent, it's it makes... It's, it's a little nerve-wracking. No, I agree with you. So, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I don't see that coming to Florida anytime soon. Same with Indiana. The memes, though, like, it's – you can agree. It's meme therapy. Like, yeah. I'm sure you, you get DMs from other pages like, hey, you know, the meme that you posted today or the memes that you've been sharing, like, help me get through my day. Or, hey, like, you're posting shit I can relate to. And, and, and it's nice, but it's like, look – we, we all, you know, same team. That's it. Like, My whole thing is like, okay, if you don't like that, I mean, I, I, I have issues with it, but let's just say that I accept that. Give me a platform where I can post a meme uh, to other cops and we can just bullshit. We can do exactly what the three of us are doing right now because there have been several instances where uh, the, the one that I tell everybody is there was a guy from Arkansas uh, a couple of years ago reached out to me, said that um, I did when I was doing my code four checks on my stories, he reached out and said, um, Hey, um, my partner just got killed uh, this week in our police parking lot. Um, your memes have kind of helped me get through it. Like, yeah, I, I remember screenshotting that message, sending it to a couple of people going, what the fuck do I say to this guy? Like, <laughs> what do I say? Like, that's insane. Yeah. But I did, I responded to him. I talked to him. And I checked up on him like several months later, uh, making sure he was doing good. That connection would not have existed without memes, you know. Not, I'm not, I'm not saving the world. You and I are not saving the world, but it's a nice no. avenue to have, you know. But it, it's like I said, it's meme therapy. Like Absolutely. you're you're putting memes out there that everyone on the job can relate to. You know, they look at that. They're like, oh shit, I just went through that like a couple days ago. Or oh shit, you know, you're shitting on admin. We. Right, I, I should like you know what I mean. Like, yeah, and the fact that and I and I I post some things about admin, but I have one of the best administrations that anyone could ask for at the current moment. Yeah. But I also went through six years exactly. in my first five years, so I've lived that fucking roller coaster of insanity. Right, you don't know what you're walking into when you come to work, or who's my chief's going to be? Like, yeah, like, <laughs> it's like a roller deck. Like, all right, who's the chief today? Yep. Um, <laughs> it helps, but that's the thing, like. I never made an Instagram page to make memes. I mean, well, I technically did, but yeah, but I just never thought it would like reach a point it did. Right, hundred percent. Like, I made it because someone stole my meme, and I just wanted credit for it. That's literally <laughs> the only reason I made my page. Which one was that? Which that's one my stolen? meme. I want it now. Was that one got stolen? Because I remember you talking about this before. I never asked you. The water boy meme I made. That's like. Um, City cops are so mad because they got all that crime, but they can't chase nothing or something like that. That's a fact. Yeah. I made that like two years ago. I posted I, – I literally just – I didn't even post it anywhere. I just texted it to a bunch of buddies. And um, Officer Baker, of all people, posted it. And it got hundreds of thousands of likes. And I was like, this is crazy. So I messaged him. And like I scrolled past it at first. And I went back. I was like, wait a second. I made that. So I texted him. All right. I messaged him. And I was like, hey, just letting you know I made that. And he's like, oh, that's cool. That was it. Like, I was like, <laughs> like all right, thanks. I'll go fuck. Yeah, I was like, could I, could I get a shout out or credit? No? Okay. Wow, it's almost like Blue Line Beast. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry. Whatever. <laughs> so uh, Blue Line Grit, 
made a meme yesterday or posted a meme yesterday and another page very close in name shared it and didn't give him credit but the same page will post every single half naked chick that wears a thin blue line or any of their merch and tag them no problem and we're like dude what the hell just give the guy his credit like i steal everyone's memes when i see one i'm like oh shit i can make that really i know kenny, <laughs> kenny i love you i respect everything you do but every meme i make i'm like oh look kenny remade that kenny remade that. <laughs> well i was cracking up because i saw the interdiction mastermind one it was like firehouse response and i'll just tag my buddy in it i'm like i'll be like oh so-and-so and he's like yo that's great <laughs> I, I yeah but i usually let you guys know i'm like hey that's awesome but i'm stealing it and this is what it's going to look like yeah, which is fine. Well, when I, I did care. the a uh, couple months ago, when I did the De Blasio meme, and you're like, "Dude, that's really funny," I'm stealing it. I'm like, <laughs> "All right, <laughs> yeah." But but Kenny gives credit where credits due. He'll always be like, "Thanks to so and so for this." You know what? Or... Kenny can do whatever he wants because he shouted me out exactly. in his class. So... <laughs> I don't want no. I don't want no problems. <laughs> I try, and that's why I try, when... I try to. I'm like, "Hey, all right, I stole this one from this person. This, you know, like I." The first meme I shared in the street cop group was one of yours. Mine? And I remember our our mutual friend mentioned you in a comment. I'm like, oh, that's fucking so-and-so. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's how you found out who I was. Yeah, it was Dennis. And he's like, it was like, oh, something like, if you make more arrests based on reactions, you'll get this, this, and this. And you're like, yo, this motherfucker's spitting. And and our friend. (laughs) Which is funny because I'm actually in that meme. That was, I, know, that, I know. Yeah, that video was taken from the class I, the first class I ever attended, and I screenshot it and I and I added. Uh, so that's actually when Blue Line Grit said he couldn't do it today. The first person I was like Kenny because when I took his class in Jacksonville, he was like, "Yeah, the Ten Eight Podcast is really funny. Uh, they they talk about some important stuff and they get drunk a lot." I was like, <laughs> "Kenny." Well, yeah. When when I was at his class, I gave him one of our stickers. Yeah. So I still have it. Um. Yeah, I don't. I want to put it in my car somewhere. I'm just trying to. I have it, the Jersey Boy one, right? God, dude, yeah. you you can do whatever you want with that sticker. I'm I don't trying want to create my uh my B pillar in my car because I have yours there, but the the Hey Mom or Hey Man podcast one fell off. Like for some reason, shit ain't sticking there. Besides the one, that, wow. besides the one that's like the the, the dope one, one, right? Yeah, 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 that one stays for some reason. I put I have put two other ones there and they've both fallen off. But that one's like fucking. Super glue on the back. I uh, when I was in your class and you played a video and I saw it, I like took a picture of it. I'm like, and it had that and the the hey my man one. Yeah, and I like sent it to him. Like, look at that, we're famous. <laughs> so, because of that, you can you can steal any meme you'd like. That's perfectly fine. Yeah, hundred percent. We don't want any problems. Whatever you want, no courts, no fines, just memes. Yeah, that's, I was telling man, like my last week at work, I was trying to teach all the new guys because we have so many new guys. I was trying to like preach the street cop gospel to them. And I was like, hey, because they were talking about, oh, well, this guy was asking for consent, but he didn't tell me he was free to go. I was like, time Yeah, yeah. Well, that was one. Yeah. So that's what started it all. And then they were all like, oh, but, you know, he didn't have PC. He didn't have reasonable suspicion. And I'm like, doesn't need it. So I was teaching. And but that conversation I actually ended up having with my sergeant. And even he tried to stop me. I was like, bah, 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 bah. here's your case law. Have a nice day. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I sent them – I actually sent them all the RAS checklist. I was like, hey, this is my going away present to all you guys. Beautiful. Go forth and conquer. I added like three of them to the group. So is, are the younger guys there like really – some of them are active and want to do things? Yeah. Like, a lot of them want to. They just don't know how. Right, right. Um, 
a lot of them want to. Like one guy, he's big into traffic. Like he's learning traffic law and shit. And I tried to tell him, like, dude, there's so much more you can do with that knowledge. Yeah. The traffic tickets. I was like, because he was, because his zone right now, it's changing, but his zone right now, super calm residential. And I was trying to explain to him, I was like, I see Kenny Logan. Um, <laughs> Ken, Ken, <laughs> Kenny and I have questions. Um, I just saw someone else moving. I was like, what the hell is going on? But yeah, so he's writing like traffic tickets. And I'm like, that's great. Cool. I'm glad you know the law. Here's how you apply it better, though. Instead of, you know, Dennis is saying, like, we're, we're trying to stop criminals, not people late for work. I was like, here you go. So hopefully they get it. I told them, I was like, guys, if you have any questions about this, because like I'm like the city ordinance guru where I work. I'm like, guys, I know a lot more than city ordinances. Just call me. I'll be happy to help you. But we'll see if they take the bait. But At least you offered. It's a- Absolutely. Leave a horse to yeah, work. Yeah. Right? That's what I'm saying. You can only guide him so much. It's now they have to take some initiative. We were supposed to have Brad at our department. They actually got him to come down and everything, but COVID killed that. Mm. Um, I was I was so looking forward to that class. But, you know, it's stupid at the same time because, you know, Street Cop, if you host, you get X amount of seats. Yeah. And when I found out, I, like, I texted everybody. I was like, hey, I want a seat. I want a seat. I want a seat. And our training sergeant at the time was like, no, you don't get one. He's like, he's like I'm giving uh, it to my people. I'm like, your people are in the training unit. They don't work the road. Why are you giving them? And that's why I made the meme where, like, they just regurgitate it and, you know, make their own version of it. I was like, I don't want that. I want, yeah. I want the guy. You know, I want I want Brad. So even, um, yeah, that, that, like even even if you take that, so you take Brad's class and you have someone else teach even Brad's class, Brad's information. When you go to ask a question that, that's beyond whatever they're gonna say, like they have no answers, and either they're gonna lie and be like, or they'll be like, I don't know. Right, and that's when I told you about the sergeant that when I asked him uh, about interdiction, he's like, oh, a handshake. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Frank, basically, when I was in training, they did an interdiction hour, oh, yeah. and this, this guy that worked for the DA task force, whatever, he was telling us about how to interdict, and then the sergeant was like, yeah, basically, you walk up on the corner store, you handshake a guy, that'll lead to interdiction. I was like, <laughs> what? But that doesn't make any sense. How, how is that even a thing? Sometimes when I stop people, I'll shake their hand, but it's also because I want to see, like, nerves. Like, are, do you have sweaty palms? Are you shaking? Like, so it's like more than me just trying to be nice and extend that like olive branch of friendliness, but I also want to, I'm looking for more things than just that. Absolutely. There was a guy. So one of the guys that I think is a go-getter, but the traffic taker guy um, stopped a car. It was a, it was a, it was a very nice Mercedes, dark windows. So I go back him up. Um, I didn't know what he had at that time. So I just walk up, he's doing something in the car and I'm just standing and making sure the guy's behaving. And I'm like, I'm looking at him. He's like shaking. He's like playing with his phone and he can't even like touch anything. He's shaking so much. I'm like, oh, we got a good fucking car, man. I'm so excited. Uh, he, he lights a cigarette. I'm like, oh, man. I'm, in my mind, I'm like, why is this guy still in the car? Like, let's get him out of the car. Let's go. He comes back and goes, he's free to go. I was like, hold on. I was like, why? And he goes, well, I ran the tag and it didn't come back. And it was unregistered. I was like, okay, cool. We're good. Okay. He ran it from the wrong state. So when he ran the proper state, it came back no problem. So he literally stopped the man for no reason just because he couldn't see where the tag was registered. And I was like, oh, yeah, let's let him go. I was like, damn it, that was it. That was a good car. I knew it was a good car because it was from Georgia. It was so many with him. I was like, like, I could see his reactions. I was so excited. And then we 
technically had we didn't even have RAS to stop him. He just couldn't read the tag. So yeah, but I mean, I guess if he would have pulled him off from the get go and started that conversation and developed some reasonable suspicion, even though he had stopped him, he's doing it within good faith. Now I have reasonable like you should, if you stop someone, all of a sudden you see a bloody knife in the back seat. Even though you ran the yeah. wrong tag, you're not gonna be like, "Oh shit, let that guy go." Like, no, you're not. Now I have something right. that I'm gonna be like, "What the fuck's the bloody knife about?" True, that's true. And that was another thing that I told um, a couple of my partners about the the DUI analogy you said. Right, I love oh, it. my god, that was Pandora's box. That was everyone was like, "Oh my god, that makes so much sense." What was the uh, DUI? So like the whole trooper uh, two step bullshit, like that is, is completely unnecessary everywhere besides Kansas. Um, right. And when I first started doing addiction, I lost like an eight. I lost a case early on. It was a small case, but I lost it because that's how I was taught. And I was like, oh, I don't know. That's what I was taught. The prosecutor's right. like, so when you have a drunk driver, do you say, oh, I think you're drunk, but now you're free to go. And right when you tell them they're free to go, now you ask them to do field sobriety. I'm like, no. And they're like, why would you do that Wait. when you think someone's a criminal? I'm like, fair enough. So if you think, you know, it's, if you have reasonable suspicion that they're drunk, why would, and you have reasonable belief that there's some type of criminal activity taking place, in any situation, why would you tell them that they're free to go? So I was like, okay, right. fair enough. And people can relate to that drunk driver thing because that's as cops were programmed that way. Yeah. I think it's such a good analogy because it's obvious. If it's a DUI, it's obvious. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's a crime. Mm-hmm. Whereas like shit, you know, someone being nervous in a car, that's kind of questionable. But when you start explaining to them how they can build their reasonable suspicious and uh, suspicion and you add it up, then it starts becoming more and more clear. I, I think it, I think it's a great thing. I was like, I think if like when you have um, when you have a DUI, we'll, we'll continue with that. When you have a DUI and you get all these clues, all you're doing at that point is you're building your reasonable suspicion to probable cause. That's all that is. Yep. Right. Same thing with when you're interviewing somebody on the side of the road, you're building your reasonable suspicion so you get to probable cause. Yep. Of course, with narcotics, it's a little bit. There's an extra step because you got to find the drugs, but. Still, when you get like right there, and now it's like, all right, now I just got to find it. And then who knows? Maybe you don't find drugs. You find a gun. You find a bomb. You find something. Yeah. Like so. I saw Pardesi posted something today about um, coming up to the 20-year reunion of 9-11. And some, I saw yes, that. Yes, I did see that. Yeah, so that, that's that's uh, interesting. That's uh, Especially with everything going on in Afghanistan. Yeah. Like, it, it makes is sense. He, is he coming to the uh, Street yeah. Cop Conference? Oh Coming shit! There. Is right. he presenting or is he just going? No, he's talking. I think he's. I think. I think uh, him. I. We're talking on a Wednesday. I think. Okay, so I got to bring. Uh, I got to bring Rizzo's book, his book. He's get gonna get everyone signed. That pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Please, sir. I don't know <laughs> if this sounds cheesy or not. I was. I was kind of hoping like uh, to get like an eight by ten of everyone that is talking and try to get everyone to sign it just for me. Like that'd but, be awesome. But then I don't no, know, awesome. like to get like. Some of those uh, keynote speakers would they be willing to sign it? Is my oh, like, question. Like like Tommy and Tim and yeah, I, I, th- yeah, I, get, I, yeah. I think I think most of those. I get worried about Tommy. Tommy's the only one that I'd be like, she'd be like, this is fucking weird. kind of super high profile. Yeah. yeah, I think everyone else would be like, I mean, just being cool guys that they are, pro military kind of pair law, you know, like law enforcement kind of. I think I think they would do it. I just don't know about. Her. I think so. I honestly, you know, I know we all joke about like, hey, who's going to raffle off Tommy Seacushion? <laughs> I honestly, though, just by working special events and big events and stuff like that, they're going to cart her in and cart her out as quick as they can. Mm-hmm. Probably what's gonna I think but, some of those military guys might uh, be there. I don't know. 
I don't know how it would be, but I think well, there's, there's one of them where you can get like a uh, drink with one of them, right? Isn't the first Sunday night, night right? it's like the first 200 or yeah, I think Monday night, whoever signed up like the first 200 can have a drink with all the uh, not all of them. I think it's just a couple of Meyer. No, a couple, a couple of yeah, definitely Meyer, Meyer. I thought it was Dan Crenshaw. Cool. I, I misspoke. Dennis yelled at me for that. Den, you know what? Um, for everyone listening, uh, Dennis is such a good guy, like good guy, like like great. I mean, Kenny works for him, but just a good guy. Just he um he came to Jacksonville uh, what last month. And he called me up out of the blue and said, hey, aren't you, like, close here? And I was like, yeah, I'm, like, an hour away. He's like, uh, let's go get lunch or let's go get dinner. And we sat. And it was when I was dealing with all my personal shit. And we just sat and bullshit for an hour. And it was it was, it was was nice. So props to Dennis. He told me about that. He Dennis is – he appears to be rough around the edges, but he's one of the most genuine guys. I know. And, and no, he's, yeah, he's a good dude. And my thing yeah. is, like, people always like, oh, you know, like – in in my life, I'd rather you tell me you like me or you like what I'm doing or you hate me and you hate what I'm doing for whatever reason. I don't give a shit, but I'd rather right. you tell me to my face than go tell 27 people and then I hear later on. Like, you know, like, right. Then you Dennis hear from is that way. Like, he's like, I'm going to tell you, you know, like, I, and he's not, he's never like said that to me, but I just, that's how he, he's like, I'll tell you how it is and you like it. You, you can like me for it. You can hate me for it. But that's just, right. Like, that's, that's how I feel. Like, it is what it is. Straight shooter. He doesn't like. He's not super passive aggressive like too many people are. He doesn't yep. bullshit. Exactly. Yeah. There's a guy I work with who we went out drinking and we went back to his house and we were we were just bullshit and stuff. He's like, "Listen, dude, if I didn't think you were worth the time, you would not be in my kitchen right now drinking beer with me, flat out." And Dennis is the exact mm-hmm. same way. Like, if you were not worth his time, he would not spend it. Dennis is a very busy guy. He doesn't need to give it where it doesn't need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And but but when he you know, he's very straightforward and, and honest and, and very heartfelt when it needs to be. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he is uh, a- and I will, I will drink, I will drink to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I don't know. I think, I think there'll be big things for Dennis in the future, whether he'll oh, embrace yeah. those. And, and, uh, I think Dennis can have a lot beyond the education platform. I think Dennis can have a, a huge platform, uh, eventually for, uh, the voice of law enforcement in this country, especially the way things are going. I think Dennis has that potential. He has that, um, the way he carries himself is very good. He's yeah. personable yeah. and he also, he knows his shit. Like he, you could talk to him and he doesn't care where you come from, whatever. Like, yep. Right. He's going to give it to you the same way he'd give it to anybody. Yep. Yep. Like, yeah. um, it's one of my favorite things about his classes. Like, yeah, he'll, he'll rag on someone. He'll give someone a hard time. But he'll do that to anybody. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like he's, he's not But yeah. it's all in good fun. Yeah. It's not like he's being a genius. It is. And he'll take it. Like um, you can you can rag on him back and he'll take it. Right. Um, very good stuff. I he um I've taken his class twice now and just I, I learned something every single time I go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No doubt. Just I, I I've lost count how many times I've taken his class. <laughs> I feel like that's almost like a, a yearly thing. Just go see Dennis, fucking boost your – nothing yeah. else, boost your morale back up. Because you – and I, I contacted you, Frank, after the last time I took his class. I'm like, dude, I want to go arrest the world. The fuck was that? I think he lives in the middle of like a racetrack. Like his house is built in that fucking green around like the Indy 500 where the cars are just uh-huh. – like it's just chaos going on around. Shenanigans. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, you're talking about Dennis, but like – and I know Kenny. I know how much you fucking hate. I do. It's fucking weird to me. I, I know. I get it. But never did I think I would do a podcast with you on it. Or like when I first met you, 
like finally like got to speak with you and everything like you're just humble and down to earth but you don't come off like you know oh i, I i've done this this and this like i'm better than you like we're all in the same boat right? like I, I don't know i just because yeah. i've had i've been lucky in, in my like in the interdiction world that's the only thing that like but beyond that like i don't know i appreciate all cops i really do like yeah and, and i actually um well, you and I have talked about the brotherhood yeah, in uh, Jersey. Yeah, it's the best in the country, and I and I'm not. It's all right. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the best in the country. So I don't want to piss anyone off, but it, 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 it's out it there. Is. Like there's there's not many that even compete with it. Well, you, you get guys that either you're either talk about it or be mm -hmm. about it. Like you got guys that be like, oh yeah, the brotherhood, like this and that, like blah blah blah. It's like all right, cool. But then when you know push comes to shove, they'll be like, no, nope, sorry, I'm stepping. Away. I will say that. Being on Instagram and seeing cops from around the country and, and even the world, I've seen more of a brotherhood than in Florida and, and local, yeah. so to speak. Um, yeah. Like, like when I, all that shit was going down with me personally, the amount of support that came out out of nowhere for people that I don't even know, but because we wear the same uniform uh, with different patches on our shoulders, that was insane. Who, who cares yeah. about the patch? Yeah. It was insane. Um and so, yeah, the Brotherhood is live and well, but I will say that up to that point, well, not up to the past, like, two years, I would say I was still trying to figure out where the Thin Blue Line family was because I wasn't seeing it locally. Like, I had buddies. Don't get me wrong. I had buddies that I work with that would ride or die with me, but I didn't feel that cohesively with my whole department, and that was it was a little just, uh, alarming. But then when I started reaching out with other people, um, across the country, that's where I was like, wow, this this does exist. Just because like, that thin blue line is 100% still there. And then I was I was on the fence. I was like, oh, this is all bullshit. It's all propaganda. But it's 100% still there. Oh, it's great. You, when, when you're talking to people that you don't even know, but just from like Instagram alone, they're like, hey, can we send you a patch? You're like, wait, what? Yeah. I mean, think about it. I've, I mean, I met Kenny, but I've never met Frank, never met Red, never met Blue, never met a bunch of the guys that I'm close with on Instagram, but I feel closer with them than the people that I've worked with for six years. That's and you and I probably, we've probably hung around the same circles. Well, so I was, I was thinking about that when I was saying it, like, yeah. Well, I, I was going, I, I went to Rarity. Originally I was going to go for graphic design. And one of the guys I worked with when I wor worked at uh friendlies. Okay. I was one of the uh, waiters there. He's like, yeah, he's like, I'm going to Rarity for uh, criminal justice. I'm like, I had no idea what, what it was. He's like, yeah, it's great. You know, the professors are great. And immediately I like was all about criminal justice. And it's funny when I still see people that I used to like wait on and serve on like fucking years oh, wait, later. You worked like, at friendlies? Yeah. Shit. I didn't go to friendlies all that much. I went maybe a couple times after like the movies at Mansfield or whatever, but I know my, yeah. my sister used to go there all the time. So I'm sure you, you I probably wait. I probably wait on your sister at one point. Probably. Probably. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, when I found out that the Stoic cop was from Asia, I was like, I know, I know him. Yeah, like you know, because he tested, he tested with, well, he tested with where I used to work. But yeah, now he's a Florida cop. He tried to recruit me when I found out when I decided that I was going to make the move down there. He's such a good dude. I actually, yeah. I went to high school with his cousin. I had no idea. We were we were just kind of bullshitting, and when he found out where I was from, he was like, "Wait a second, do you know this person?" I was like, "Oh shit!" So Jersey's super tight. Kenny's yep. like, I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about right now. I'm here. <laughs> Sorry. He just uh, needs to come back to Jersey. Okay. Yeah, every, every once in a while, we'll, we'll dip into Jersey. No, Jer um, I, I mean, I, besides Jersey taxes and politics, I love I love, I love, love it. I love the atmosphere. I love the cops. I mean, it's cool. 
Yeah, that's, I mean. And, and that's funny because, yeah, it's just, you know, you mentioned Kenny at like any PD and you're like, oh shit, like you took his course. That's yeah. cool. So, so. That is cool. I didn't know that. In Jersey, people know that. People know Street Cop. Like, oh, 100%. Like a, it's like a household yeah. name. Because one of my one of my buddies from my old department was there at the Rutherford course, and it was nice to finally catch up with him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, Red was supposed to come to that class too. I don't know why he didn't. Something happened with his department. Um, yeah, something. Yeah, my dad worked for West Orange, but there's an East and South Orange too. Yes, very rude. Isn't East Orange the bad one? Yeah, East Orange is shitty. At least it was when I was still. West Orange is West Orange is where uh, Star Tavern is, right? Or no? Yeah, South. I think so. no, I think actually I think Star Tavern's not in that area, but it's it's in the area, but not in the oranges. Yeah, like Calandra's in <laughs> Calandra's. <laughs> Jimmy Buffs is in West Orange, the hot dog place. <laughs> Kenny's like, what the fuck? So next time you have a class in Jersey, tell me like six months in advance. I will plan a trip up there, and we'll just oh, do a tour. Sounds like a plan. I usually stay up there for a couple like days at least. I'm- so, so I had a plan like last year around this time. You like, you know, you know, Barstool Sports, their their one bite pizza reviews. Yeah. I wanted to do the exact same thing, but not with pizza. I wanted to do it with just food in general. And I would like go to like local cops and be like, "Hey, if you need like a good bite to eat, where do you go?" And then we go there and we fucking just bullshit for like whatever. Um, that's what we'll do. That's how we'll do it. I think it's. A, I mean, most cops know where good food is. Exactly. Actually, when I, when I was oh, up yeah. there with Brad, Brad took me to a diner. It was like a Checkers diner or some shit. Wait, wait. Um, TikTok? It, it looked like a a black and white checkered board. Like, wait. They, they kind of all look like that? But it was like really nice inside. It was, I don't know. It was good food and it was really, really nice. It wasn't like uh, out here we have a lot of diners, but they're like um, not the nice. I don't know how to say it. I mean, their food's good. It's just not like how nice it's, this was on the inside. It was more like, I don't know. So – we talked about this on the first Jersey Boys episode. When you hear diner, you're like, oh, that's got to be like some trashy food, bunch of junkies hanging out. But then when you go to Jersey, you say diner. diner, it's like, this is some good shit. This is like, the food's good. The atmosphere's good. I went to somewhere last time I went up there. My buddy, our mutual friend who works in Pennsylvania, he took me to somewhere off, somewhere like just outside of Montclair. Fucking amazing. Um, if I if I looked, I'd find the picture. We took a picture there. Yeah. But just fucking, like, it was like 2 o'clock in the morning. I got fucking Taylor ham and egg and cheese. That is that is the best. Like, fucking 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning. Like, right after you leave a bar, you go to a diner, you have dinner, breakfast, whatever. Like, you break bread, and you're just like, all right, cool. And then it's like a nice send-off for the rest of the I think of that's the problem with Florida. We don't have yeah. a you're gonna to go to IHOP, or you're gonna to go to Waffle House, and then you're gonna fight somebody. Yeah, yeah we, we don't have, we don't have a lot of like places open that late that have good food. Or you're gonna to go to fast food, and then you're gonna hate yourself. Yep, I'm trying to find. I took a picture <laughs> of this place. I was trying to the menu, anyways. Let me get another beer. Hey, do you have uh, Red's actual number? I yeah, I just text him. Okay, what, what's he? What's going on? Um. Cause like I'm, I'm definitely like above the legal limit <laughs> at this point. Yeah, I just text him saying how's it going and nothing else. He didn't respond yet though. No, that's the place. Oh, checkerboard. So, oh yeah, it's a call. I can't see it. Chit chat or some shit. Oh, the chit chat. Yeah. It was nice. It was nice inside. The food was good. That's what Brad. Life is. Life is Kenny's got to be so crazy. He's like, hold on a second. Let me just let me just text Brad real quick. Oh, there's an answer. <laughs> yeah. Brad. We're not we're not tight yet. 
I'm like, if I keep making Brad memes, maybe he'll like me. <laughs> Come on, share the wealth. Keep making his shit. I keep stealing yours because you're not making it. <laughs> Tom still hasn't hit me up for memes though. He's not. He's not about the meme. Yeah, life. just Brad. He's too classy. Yeah, Tom is like a very well-spoken man, and like, uh, I don't. I want I don't him to, to, to like go record myself talking. Like, I just don't have that. So I, I, I do it through memes. I figure that yeah. that's like one of the easiest ways for me to. Make people laugh. Convey what you're thinking. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. yeah. Well, I was cracking up because he just came out with the, uh, what was it, the audiobook version of his. Oh, uh, did it come out? Yeah, it, it comes out this week. And I, I wanted to comment so bad on the Street Cop post to be like, oh, this is great. I can serenade myself while I go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, finally, there's an audio track while I jerk myself. Off. No. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing about it, and we were talking about Kenny and we were talking about Dennis, like every single instructor I've talked to, is just a guy, you know, just like there's no ego there. Everyone's just like, Hey, we're happy to help. We're literally doing this selflessly. And that's great. You know, like that's how it should be. Well, it is a hundred percent. And I think like someone like yourself, Kenny, people look up to Dennis because you are successful in your career, but that's where it ends. Like you're like, yeah, I'm good at doing this, but I'm a guy. I'm just, I'm just this guy. But I think that's important in law enforcement. I think we need people to be like, that's the guy I want to follow, you know? And there's so many people that, you know, and Frank, I know you and I have talked about it. Like, we need that in our own departments, but we don't have it. No. There's no there's no guy we really look up to. There was a guy I looked up to, and then I got to know him, and I was like, this guy's a fucking tool. But then you got, like, you know, if, if there was a Kenny Williams at my department, I'd fucking I'd grab that ship and I'd fucking follow it the whole way. I don't know. It's great. It's like Street Cops its own police department, I, and it's just. I tell those guys all the time. I wish that all of them would just like we just go create our own department. I'd work for all of them mm-hmm. or any of them. Absolutely. Be amazing. And what I did notice, no one said anything yet. Maybe they haven't. I just didn't notice. But uh, the drug identification guy, Scott Kivick, mm-hmm. he was the first video I ever saw about Street Cop. It was him, like when they first brought Street Cop to his agency, and he was talking like he was hyping it up. Oh yeah. yeah. The fact that he's now an instructor, I was like, that's it. That's the goal. Like when you when you believe in what's being presented to the point where you are now teaching, yep. that's awesome. That's amazing. Didn't you just go to Chicago or you're about to go to Chicago? Uh, I, teach, right I teach in Chicago like once a year, but I'm in uh, December. I'll be on the south side again. I have a buddy that works over there. Like, I mean, that's only 30 minutes from me. I have a lot of friends that work in that general area. We get some Chicago coppers that come through. I think a lot of uh, like going back to like the um, – I think you get in these bigger departments, you get sucked into, even if you intentionally are doing it for the good cause. And when you get there, that's, that's ultimately your plan. But I think in these bigger departments, you kind of get stuck into the way it's always, people have always achieved these goals. And it's like not, you know, the political alliances and that kind of stuff. And and even initially, if that's your goal was, I'm going to align myself with these guys. And when I get there, I'm going to do it the right way or become the right person that I, I set out to be. You kind of get stuck in, and I think with the bigger departments, it's harder to break that cycle. I, yeah. I believe. I don't know. That's kind of how I look at it. Like it sucks, and I, I think that I think that Dennis and Street Cop is having a, a great impact. But it, to to break the mold of these major departments, it's going to be it's going to take something major. No, I think you're right, but I think the problem with big departments is the culture. Yeah. You know, yep. you are literally want you're you're a number. Yep. So. It's gonna it's gonna take a wave to change mm-hmm. the culture there, and it's a culture for a hundred years probably. Like you know what I'm right. saying? Like right. that's how it's always done, and it just it's continuously perpetuates. Like this is oh this is how we do it. He, and yeah, it sucks. 
Absolutely. But when you think of the giant agencies, you think of NYPD, Chicago, LAPD, I think they're so big and everything is so specialized that because I remember going to Times Square a couple of years ago and going, how the fuck do these guys respond to calls? <laughs> but it's like, no, this is yeah. all they do. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But it's just a different culture because to me that doesn't make sense, but that's normal there. Yeah. So you're right. You're going to need an entire precinct at NYPD to show up to a street cop class and be like, all right, we're changing the culture with this precinct. And from there, it's going to just ripple effect out. Or generational at a time. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, or generational. Yeah, you start getting like um, 10 Chicago cops to come to our classes. Then you get 30 because they go tell people. Then like now all of a sudden out of a, you know, 13,000 man department, you have a, a thousand of them all in the same, like, you know, within the same couple of years. Eventually, they're not going to be able to, like, circumvent the system and play the political game. You're going to have these guys that are in there now, and then they'll be in positions that they can they can change the culture from within that department. And I can say from local experience, now, again, Florida doesn't have the problems that Chicago or NYPD yeah, yeah. do, but I've noticed from local sheriff's departments, I can tell which cops went to street cop training because what comes through on the news, it'll say X sheriff's department caught this off of a traffic violation. And I'm like, that's got to be a street cop. It's got to be. But then eventually you're going to have the citizens go, we want more of that. Like whatever they're doing, like that's what we want. So once you get that and the citizens start noticing, they're going to be, that's, that's how it's going to change. Yeah. I agree there. I, I mean, yeah. Once a city, like I would bet 99% of cops don't start out their career. Be like, you know what I want to do? I want to write 7,000 tickets to every citizen that works in, that lives in, you know, like no one, they're like, no, I want to catch bad fucking people. That's ultimately where I go. I, I didn't sign up for this job to be like, oh, I'm going to write, you know, every teacher a ticket because that's, it's like, I want to take bad guys to jail. Right. I'll, I'll admit that when I started this whole journey, that's all I thought cops did. Tickets? When I, when I, when I started, because where I grew up and Frank knows the cops that I grew up around, that's all they did was write tickets. That's all I knew. I remember being in high school. The first time I ever said anything about law enforcement, I was like, hey, I want to go job shadow a cop so I can see how to harass people. That's 100%. That was my quote. I remember it to this day. Can you imagine the amount of crime that these guys have let go, like that just strictly go out there and write tickets and that's it. Yep. They don't do anything. Like, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, you can like program computers to do this. Like we can set a radar unit on the side of the road and write speeding tickets all day for everyone that goes by. Like, and we have because there's red light tickets. Yeah, exactly. Like that's not what we're here for though. Like I, in a grand scheme of things, some, yes. Do we need that traffic enforcement in certain areas like school? Like, yes, it, it's needed. But in the grand scheme of things, do we need to spend all of our time doing that? No. Nope. I will tip my hat. The only traffic enforcement that I approve, and you just said it, will be traffic cops during school zones because we don't want kids being hit by speeders. 100%. But again, that's saving lives. That's the whole point, right? Yes. Life and property. Beyond that, like like my agency right now, we have an entire, I think, six-person, I don't know what it is now, but motor unit. And all they do is respond to crashes, and that's it. Do something proactive. Like, go fucking stop cars. Let's go. Like, our, our city is too violent for you guys not to do shit. You know what I mean? It's just... And I think if you're going to have a traffic unit, I think that those are the people that do the accidents and those are the people that also should be worrying about the tickets. You know what? Go, You take every crash in the city, but also it, when you're not doing this stuff, you are responsible to enforce speeding laws. And I remember when I was brand new, and this is, this is how I became indoctrinated into the, to the Church of Street Cop. When I was brand new, I was like, I want a radar unit. That's what I said. And my lieutenant was like, no. 
He's like, go learn traffic law. Go go figure out how to stop cars without a radar unit and get back to me. So I did. And guess what? When I wasn't looking for speeders, I was catching everything else, and I was arresting people out of those cars every single time. And I was like, you know what? That's what I want to do. So when I got the radar unit, I, I don't touch the thing. I, I checked my radar log. The last time I did it was like two years ago. But I did it again because they assigned me to a detail. But it's just, you know what I mean? Like, there's so much more to this world than just right and speed tickets. I, I agree. Tickets are needed and they're necessary evil to law enforcement. Like, yes, no one likes to get a fucking ticket. But sometimes when you write those tickets, even if I stop you for that reason, my lights on are slowing everyone else down and making safer. like yes i get it it's right and, and we all hate them but enforcement through through uh saturation that's what one of my sergeants said i mean yeah and that's what, like so it's it's needed but to only focus on that is it's an injustice to even the citizens that you work for i i think you're absolutely right my my, my train of thought kind of went off the rails <laughs> but there was something i wanted to say to that well it's funny because even taking kenny's course and now it's like I'm going into work, on, you know, like I'm just driving in my personal vehicle and I see, you know, certain cars. I'd be like, oh, it'd be a good car to stop. Like if I was on duty because they're like either they're driving below the speed limit or they're behind the truck trailer or it's like just certain little shit. Well, it's, it's crazy because, you know, I drive I-4 from my coast to the other coast through Orlando and everything. So I, I drive the interstate to go see my girlfriend all the time. I'll be driving with the same pack of cars the entire way. <laughs> and then when there's an FHP car in the median, a car moves to the different lane. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> some of my videos in class, I, uh, it's from when I'm traveling and I'm like, I'm like, I, I show videos. I'm like, it's like so fucking obvious. Like as soon as I start to see them do weird shit, I'll slow down and get behind them and wait till I see another cop because I want to, I want to show that video. Cause I know that they're going to react the same way. One of uh, another meme Lord just reached out to me recently and was like, so I'm looking at the Red Ninja, right? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, he's really good at what he does, right? And I'm like, yeah, he's really good at what he does. He's like, but what the fuck with the front seat interviews? Like, I, I can't get around. I'm like, listen, dude. I'm like, he, shit works. I, I kind of told it does. But I told him exactly why you do it. I told him how you do it and why you feel safe doing it. And he's like, I don't know, dude. I, I, don't, I don't. I'm not good with it. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm like, listen. I don't feel safe doing it either. So when I decide to do it, I'm going to have a partner right there. So that way I'm good. Yeah. You know, I was like, he knows his area. So he knows what he's dealing with and, and that's it. And I'm not trying to convince people of doing it. Like I just want this. I don't want there to be this perception, especially when new guys start off, like to not understand why I do it. And they're like instantly discredit anything I say or anytime I do it. Like, I just want it to be like, this is a possibility. If you don't feel comfortable, cool. Like, but this is why I do it. Just there's other ways to do things. Just be open-minded. That's yeah. my only thing. Like, I'm not saying to tell you to fucking do it. Right. And when I took your class, I texted you like right after. I'm like, hey, man, I'm going to think I'm about doing it this way. And you said, all right, cool. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to bring them to my car, but they're going to stay over there and someone's going to watch them the mm-hmm. whole time. Mm-hmm. And you were like, okay. Yep. Now we got planes. What the hell's going on over there, man? Is that a plane? That was one of those like um, dually pickups. <laughs> what kind of neighbors do you live next to, man? <laughs> so I'm like almost in. Like it's like part of it's like ghettoish. Part of it's so. So what I I refer to that as hood adjacent. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's where I live. I live hood adjacent. Like if you go 
a half a block past my apartment right now, you're you're gonna get shot. Or at least at least offer drugs. <laughs> well, sorry. I mean, the other day I was coming out to my car and I'm fucking see a Mercedes pull up. Someone comes out from like my neighboring building and they come out, speak to the person in Mercedes, and then Mercedes drove off. I'm like, Yeah, it was definitely a drug deal. So <laughs> Oh, 100%. yeah, definitely hood adjacent. Hood adjacent. I feel like that should be like a, it should be a thing. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Dude, where's your boy? From from the meme page alone, the patches I got is fucking insane. I'm not a big patch guy. I I, I collect coins. I'm not a big patch guy. I, oh, I, I love my coins, yeah. I, uh, I like my pat- patches and coins, yeah. My agency doesn't do coins, so that's why I was like more about patches, but – I've got more patches or more coins now than I have ever had before. I uh, I only collect patches from the like the departments that I teach at. Like that's that's something that I just started, and I'm like, well, this will be cool that I can eventually have. I put them in it like a um, almost like a shadow box that I have them in right now. Uh, a big one that you would put like a jersey or something in. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's the only patches I really do collect though. That's the thing. Like when people make challenge coins in my department, you have to pay like at least twenty bucks to get one. Oh shit! Yeah. So our canine did one. I know I bought like three or four of them, but I don't know if I gave them out to anybody. All right. I've suddenly accidentally made a new drink. Whoops. It's uh, Jack Honey and Dr. Pepper. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's that's good shit right there. Kenny, if you ever teach down in like Southwest Florida, let me know. I'll hook you up. I I, I would love to. Uh, I've, I've never found... Because so I've been dating my girlfriend like three years. I've never found like a shitty neighborhood down. Well, neighborhoods, yes. Cities, no. Because uh, Miami was, I was supposed to do a Jacksonville and then a Miami class back to back, and Miami fell through for whatever reason uh, when I came down there. But I, I would love to get further south of Orlando. If you need someone to sell your shit, I'm like, oh, uh, that'd be it'd be ideal. Because <laughs> it was funny in Jacksonville where you were like, all right, I'm teaching. Now I'm selling my t-shirts. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of why I hang out during uh, lunch, and I just, I like, I tell everyone, I'm like, hey, this is all I have. Come take your shit. We're cops. I trust that you're gonna pay me. I'll be here all lunch just because like, it's, like, it's like a thirty minute fucking. Break. If you're gonna steal, let us know. Yeah, I'm like, uh, I just, I mean, I would hope that all those guys have more integrity than that. Of course, of I'm course. sure some shit probably um, leaves, but it is what it is. I ain't too worried about it. That I, I, I don't know. I think that's. When you see something like Street Cop, and by Street Cop, that's the umbrella for you and, and everybody involved, or or what was it, Triple I Solutions, like everyone looks up to those people. Like that, they're like they're the gold standard, but they're literally just guys. Yeah, I don't think they're, you should look up to us at all. If anything, um, just I mean, look up to the point of like learning from. Okay, I'm okay. And I'm okay with like learning. Don't look up to us. Like we're just normal people that have. Uh, you know, has been lucky in our career, been fortunate, been blessed. You know what I mean? It's like it's not like yeah, but you guys. You guys I can take I can take either guys. one of you guys. And you can come and work the highway that I work, and you you'd have success just based on your motivation and desire to succeed. I truly believe that. We were talking about it earlier. Like it, it comes down to um, the motivation and wanting to be out there. Yeah, I mean, and that and that comes into any uh, any realm, any any. Um, workforce like there are people that are motivated and have a desire to either make the company or themselves better are should always be the people that uh, progress the, the fastest and get the most with our profession sometimes you have guys that 
don't do that and they do it through other means and then they end up at the top and they destroy it for everyone else. I feel like Frank knows that far too more than the rest of us. Just a little bit. And it's probably a cultural, a cultural based thing where it's always been that way. That's how people have always right. succeeded. The, you know, the famous adage, oh, we've always done it this way. Yeah. It is you know, I took a, um, I think it was my radar class, 100% honest. And the instructor showed us the, um, what was it, the wet monkeys from some movie. Frank, you'll know more better than I do. Where they talk about the, the monkey, he goes up, he grabs the banana, he gets doused with water. I think it's the contender or the campaign or something like that. Anyway, the end, the end lesson is we've always done it this way. That was what opened my eyes to this whole thing. I feel like if we could teach that in FTO or teach that in the academy, that and the um, – from – what was it? Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze? Yeah. Where he's like – Be nice. Until, yes. Be nice until it's not tied to be no nice. No one puts baby in the corner. <laughs> no, that's a different Swayze movie. <laughs> Those two lessons, I feel like that would make policing perfect. Those are the two things that you need to know It's just – be open-minded right? and don't be a dick. Well, that's, that's why I tell everyone, I'm like, I'll be a gentleman with you. You be a gentleman with me. I think communication, I, yeah, communication and then you have to you have to be empathetic, empathetic and understand where people come from and, right. and the different pe- ways people grow up. Like I don't – I never look at a guy that's selling dope and be like, oh, this guy had many more options. His parents were millionaires and he decided – like I'm like – I get it. You come from a rough area. You see guys that are selling dope and they have nice cars and nice things. And you see the guy that's working his ass off at McDonald's and he can't fucking pay his rent. Like I get it. I completely understand your, you know, your rationalization for it. And I would treat you with respect. Like I would treat anyone else just because you're doing something that's different from my moral compass. Doesn't mean that I'm going to look down upon you. I get it. And I think that as cops, we have to understand that we have to like be empathetic. Like look at their livelihood. Like, Look where they grew up. Like, I get it. We all come from rough areas or, you know, most of us do. Most of us, I don't know any cop that their parents are multimillionaires. And they're like, I want to go be a cop. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like we, we have to, you know, it's just their moral compass is skewed because of the, as growing up, this is what they saw. And no offense. I mean, I, I see a guy struggling working at McDonald's. I'm going to be like, well, how the fuck did you get that nice car and all that nice shit? And then you're like, oh, I sell drugs. And like, well. You know, like it's hard. It's a, it would yeah. be a hard decision. And that's um, in my area. You know, you see these kids. So the, the biggest criminal element where I live is juveniles. Um, I would say from like 13 to 17 or like 13 to like 20. And you again, same thing. You start seeing like who's who's influencing them. And you see these older guys who have made a decent amount of money, especially cash illegally through stealing shit, selling shit, you know what I mean? And you start to empathize. Like, I get it. Like, that that's your male role model, and that's what you're going with. I get it. Like, that's all you've got to, to look to. It's – we as law enforcement can't be – we can be black and white when it comes to enforcing the law. But as far as interacting with people, there's plenty of gray area. You apply that to other aspects of our profession, like you were saying, Kenny. It kind of all makes sense. No, nope, I agree. Hundred percent. I got about eight minutes left with you guys because I, I, I'm giving you an extra hour. I appreciate it. I, I, you know, I saw this past two minutes and you were still talking. I was like, all right, I'm not going to say anything mm-hmm. until he uh, cuts himself off. I wish I could hang out with you guys all night. It just uh, it'll make for an awful work day tomorrow. I have Mojo with me. Mojo usually hangs out with me just because I feel bad for the guy because now he's getting 
you know, retired and old and he doesn't get to go with me every day. So when I'm home, mm -hmm. he's right by me the whole time. So you have, you have three working dogs with you, but only two active ones going to be retired. I have three dogs. I only, I have two working dogs and then my wife has a lab too. So oh, like sure. I, have, I have my new police dog, I have Mojo and then my wife has a lab. Damn, that's a big house. Yeah, I just. Got, I was gonna ask something about you having kids, but you don't need kids. You got fucking yeah. three big dogs. I was. I think. I mean, we're, me and the wife are getting a little bit older, but we talk about kids all the time. Um, if it happens, it happens. We've even talked about it. if it doesn't happen, maybe adopting in a few years. Just since you're gonna be leaving us, Kenny, I gotta I gotta run through a couple questions because people. Have <laughs> what they want. Um, so we'll do a couple of either or this or that. We got a couple fuck Mary kills. And whatever. All right, so we'll do this. This is for the group. Uh, would you wear, rather wear headphones 24-7 playing the sound? Oh, my God. <laughs> of old Japanese men using the bathroom or live in a McDonald's playhouse with Ronald McDonald as your roommate? Uh, I'll live in uh, the playhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make it interesting, I guess. What do you think, Frank? Playhouse. You <laughs> live in the house? Yep. What about, would you rather let old drunk people play dominoes on your naked body or <laughs> have an upside-down face? First one. Yep. Yep. Naked old. Really? Yeah. Yep. That's that's a bold choice, guys. That's okay. It's a bold strategy, <laughs> Cotton. Let's see how it plays out for him. I really want to see how that plays out. I mean, I don't want to see it because I feel like I've been scrubbed for life, but... That's uh, that's dangerous water to be treading. All right, let's go through the. Oh fuck! Dropping my phone. That's how good this night's going, guys. All right, we're gonna go through um, fuck Mary kill real quick. Okay, another one from Visiblue LLC. Again, another name I don't know, but we got Snooky. We've got Roseanne Barr, and Tess Holiday. Who the fuck is Tess Holiday? I'm gonna look that up right know. now. Quick to the Google machine. Also, Frank, what's going on with Red? I've I haven't heard anything from him. You want me to call him? <laughs> we're we're about to get to that point. Are we gonna be edited out right now? Uh, give it one second. This is Tess Holiday. She's a. Uh... You got to Google her. This, I mean. Yeah, you can't really see it on the camera. <laughs> I'm trying to like give you like the best I can, but like. Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> yeah. That's not camel toe. That's a moose knuckle. Like there's a there's a normal sized human and then there's all right so so I'll be honest I never found Snooky unattractive yeah but oh wait, wait well, I'll oh. marry Roseanne f Snooky and kill this lady <laughs> I said this on the last Jersey Boys podcast but I've never seen an episode of the Jersey Shore wait my wife watches it I've watched it. Well, the first time I went to New Jersey, <laughs> funny story, Dennis takes me to the shore. We go to like some tiki bar. And, oh, yeah, I know a tiki bar. And Angelina and Deanna <laughs> or Dina are out there like, and they're like yelling for Dennis to come say hi. Like not the other way around. Like they're sitting at a table. No one knows who the fuck they are. And they're yelling to Dennis to have him come say hi. I'm like, this is fucking weird. <laughs> I went to, so we, we were in St. Augustine, Dennis and I, and we were getting dinner. And then we go to this, uh ice cream shop next door to where we had dinner and he's fucking like macking with every fucking chick that's in there. Like, yeah, you know, I'm going to, I'm new in town. I'm a contractor. <laughs> Give me what you got. And I'm just like, man, talk about a hot knife through butter. 
That's that. No, yeah, he, he's just communication, man. That I mean, get more. I don't peace. even have. I don't even have the communication that he does. But he, and that's I think, comes to law enforcement. Comes to like picking up chicks, like anything. Like communication. I was gonna say through that communication, just, just by like I, I was saying to somebody, just by dropping my R's, people talk to me better. Like on the street, like if I drop my R's and sound like I'm from Jersey, they're like, oh, no, 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 no. "All right, Frank, answer the question." What was the question? Snooky, Snooky, Roseanne Barr, Tess Holiday. All right, so I'm gonna go with F. Snooky. What? Snooky? No, she's definitely the best bet. No, you're good. Yeah, I'm gonna go with K. Roseanne Barr. Uh huh. <laughs> And M, the other chick. Tess Holiday. Sure. Google her. She's got a pretty face. She'll be all right. Don't <laughs> be around. My buddy Canine Brock. I don't know how we're going to do this, but he says so. FMK, the female characters of Friends, and then the female characters of Big Bang Theory. Oh, what the fuck? That's a lot. That's like I think that's it's at least four. So are we taking it? How about we just use the? Uh, let's get rid of the kill. And it's just Mary and fuck and yeah. fornicate with <laughs> yeah. the the crew. I'll probably marry the Big Bang and bang the people from Friends. Based on intelligence, I'm like, well, maybe you know they can uh, right. make me some can, money they in the can long run. Support me through my uh, <laughs> yeah, <older> absolutely. Years. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I agree. If I had to, if I had to like pick out individually, Kaylee Cuoco has always been my wife, like 100. percent Which one's that? She's the hot blonde from Big Bang Theory. Yeah. I can't remember her name. Hmm. I'd, so I'd probably marry her and bang in her prime, Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox. Jennifer Aniston would okay. be my overall. Oh, Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> I'll take second. I'll take them all. <laughs> like I mean, she could be both the Mary and the Bang. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. So this one, this one's going to be a little crazy. You guys ready for this? F- Fuck Mary Kill. Chuck Norris. Oh my god. <laughs> Bruce Lee. The fuck. <laughs> or Sylvester. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. yeah. I was, have you ever heard of a comedian called Ari Spears? Yes, I have. Yeah, so he was talking about He was on Mad TV, right? Yeah, he was. He was talking about yeah. Sylvester Stallone and John Claude Van Damme. About them doing the expendables. And he's like, he goes, I heard that motherfucker John Claude Van Damme. He's like, don't try to challenge me. <laughs> he's like, what the fuck is challenge? <laughs> I'm not answering this question. <laughs> Kenny is not secure in his masculinity enough to answer that question. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's a red gun. Want question at this point? Yeah, where the fuck is he? I am going to call him. <laughs> we're we're about to. I think when Kenny dips out, we're gonna hang on and we're gonna call him and figure out where the fuck he's at. Yeah, I think we'll definitely hang on. Tell him he dished out of my class and the podcast I'm on. He's a dick. We're not. Oh, <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> All right, so we'll we'll go to my buddy Mike. I think his Mike name is Mike. I don't know. Mike Jones. Um, okay, Jessica Beale, Jessica Alba. Or Jessica Simpson. Wow. Kill Jessica Simpson and marry Jessica Alba. Bang Beal. You're going to marry Jessica Alba? Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know, man. I think Jessica Biel for me. Really? I would do. I would do F Jessica Simpson. Yeah. M Jessica Biel and K Jessica Alba. That's where I'm at. And then Jessica Alba, she was once my like crush. Yeah, but... that's what I'm saying. Like, like, are you sure? Like, I don't know. I, I couldn't kill. Her. I saw she's on a show now on either Netflix or Fox. I don't know. She's she's still smoking. Yeah. I'll marry her. All right. So, uh, Moon's out, Meme's out. Oh, that who, fucking page. Talk about thieves. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Which one is this? I, I don't even pay it. Uh, Moon's out. Moon's out. Moon's out. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Red just texted me. He said, you guys still on. Yeah. He's like, just tell him that you and I are. Fred, uh, Kenny's about to leave. Yeah. All right. Which is fine. I'll, I'll, I'll deal with that. I'm going to go with that. All right, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. Nope, FMK, uh, <laughs> Rachel, Monica, or Phoebe from Friends. Kenny's too busy stopping drug traffickers. He <laughs> I just have to see who their real name is. Jennifer Aniston. Well, yeah, we Courtney Cox and uh, Phoebe, whoever she was. Um, I'll kill Courtney Cox. I'll marry Jennifer Aniston, and then I'll bang Phoebe. Switch Phoebe and Courtney Cox, and I'm with you. <laughs> I feel like, all right, I'm gonna hold that for Red Gun. Hold that for Red Gun. Hey, uh, Frank, are you talking to Red Gun right now? Just tell Red Gun to like take like five shots before. You <laughs> I just told him that take like five shots before you come out. Because I got I got a bunch that are really good, but I gotta say something. No offense, Kenny, but right, I, I, some I, yeah. Red. I get it. If you didn't have a canine school in the morning, again, enforcement by saturation, mm-hmm. just by being there, yes. crime is where I'm Yes, scared. that's part of the, the our system. That's how it's set up. Like, it's a dirt. Enforcement, being seen is one of them. Also, the judges making people go to jail, that's also a deterrent. Like, why are we getting away from that? I have no fucking clue. Literally, let me show up. Let me do my job and let the judge decide who goes to jail and who doesn't. Yes, that's how it should be, always. Another thing you should never do is follow your cases because who cares what the judge does? You did your job. That's how I look at it. It sounded really good. When it came across dispatch, it sounded fucking amazing. I was ready to take this dude to jail and kick him in the face. It was um, (laughs) – And they kicked him out of McDonald's. And when he was leaving – did, did Mojo just go crazy? Mojo. That's my new dog. He just like fucking, he's a nut. Is that Gibson? <laughs> yeah, Gibson. He, he's like insane. The other day we had him outside. We have a bar table. like a, It's like three or four foot high on our back deck where like it's bar, like a bar height that we, whenever we have people over, like we sit around him. The fucking guy, he doesn't climb. He jumps like a cat, four paws on it. My wife's <laughs> taking pictures like, what the fuck? I'm like, I have no idea. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's nuts. Wait, is he a shepherd? No, no he's, he's a lab, lab, but he's fucking insane. He's like that 16-year-old kid that blew up in muscles and all of a sudden, like, just can't control himself. Like, he's so big, right. and but he's muscle-bound and strong as fuck, but he just can't control it. He has no common sense. I have no idea what he broke. Something. All right. I got to go, though, because he just broke this. <laughs> Whatever he broke. It's a pleasure, man. Right. I enjoy it. I really like hanging out with you guys. Hopefully, I see you both in October. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. Absolutely. Definitely, uh, Frank, right? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely Frank and hopefully me. Is Red coming in? Of course he wouldn't. <laughs> All right, you guys be safe. If you need anything, let me know. Pleasure. Kenny, I appreciate it. All 
Awesome. Thanks, Kenny. Thank you. Did you know that in the years 2017 to 2018, the American obesity rate was over 42%? Did you further know that police officers are 25% more likely than the average American to die from obesity-related illnesses? These are diseases like diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and high blood pressure. So what do we do? Do we continue to stay victims to shift work and terrible nutrition options while going call to call? Or do we do something about it? Well, I decided to do something about it, and that's why I started working with Nick Wall Nutrition. Nick is one of less than 100 professional nutritionists in the entire United Kingdom and has worked with many professional athletes from soccer, rugby, cricket, and even Team Great Britain. And all of his plans are backed by pure scientific evidence. Eating the foods you love and losing weight doing it. No fad diets, no pills, no powders, and no god-awful detox teas. Nick is the real deal and was named Nutrition Specialist of the Year for the year 2019 to 2020. Check him out on Instagram at NickWallNutrition or NickWallNutrition.com and join Nick's team and change your life. All right, so it's fucking 10 o'clock and someone finally sent me a, a voicemail. I've been posting this shit since like 8 o'clock this morning. Someone finally sent me shit. Text Frank and tell him to hurry the fuck up. Stop fucking blowing this guy. I'm over here getting buzzed. Well, I mean, you're, I mean, you got you got two dead soldiers next to you, so that's pretty good. It's all about hydration. <laughs> I was telling him, I've had this uh, giant bottle. I have to take a picture of uh, Jack Honey in my apartment since I moved in. And I just opened it today. And it's fucking delicious, bro. I never had it. I'm mixing it with uh, Dr. Pepper right now, and it's fucking delicious. I'm not a big Jack guy, but the honey makes it worth it. Riley, come here. Come here. Will you come down here? Is that your dog or your kid? No, my dog. <laughs> Wait, you got the uh, peanut butter out? I'm about to. <laughs> just kidding. 10 o'clock at night, man, it happens. He works for... Oh, Elmwood Park. Ah, it's close by. He's a They're a good department. What was that? They're a good department. Are they? They got a lot of action because they're formerly known as East Patterson. So. Oh. <laughs> they got a lot of uh. Lot Amazing of what a name change would do, right? Oh yeah, Elmwood Park sounds lovely. Oh yeah, East East Patterson. Patterson. I haven't been up there in almost what ten years, twelve years, and all you have to do is say Patterson, and I know the. Uh, I know. Bro. Patterson's getting worse and worse and worse. Every time we go in there for undercover shit, narco, it's fucking wild. Do you do undercover shit? Yeah. Really? When I tell you I wear many hats, <laughs> it's too much. I gotta stop. I gotta stop doing things. Honestly, what you just said makes it sound like what I used to do for my department. I'll tell you the best fucking detail I worked when I was on a specialized unit was the um, the DEA. No, the DEA, a couple of uh, alphabet units were doing a um, a warrant takedown, and we got to deal with that shit. That was fun as fuck. That was cool. Yeah, it's not fun. Yeah, just fucking. All you have to do is fucking transport. Maybe write the report, but they're doing all the dirty work. You missed a good conversation with Red the or Red Ninja though. No, I mean, what happened? Yeah, we just bullshitted, but he he had some good shit. Especially the more uh, more he drank, the better he uh, dived into some shit. 
but then at, at one point it just became a giant like street cop stroke fest, which is I'm I'm always for. That's how it always happens. Yeah, we were talking about different pizza joints up in uh, Jersey. Um, so of course you would have been the uh, expert witness on that. I know my pizza. I was telling uh, Frank. So how much time do you spend up in the Warren County area? Not as much anymore. But back in the day. Oh, back in the day, I was up there all the time. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Because I told Frank, like, I haven't been up there since I was, like, 18. That was, like, when I moved out. But there was a spot called, I want to say it was, like, the Gourmet Tomato Pie Company or something like that. It was, like, it looked like a shack. And then you walk in, and it's, like, fucking pizza joint. You know what I mean? Like, totally un- unsuspecting. Um, fucking good-ass pizza. Hurry up, Frank. So we were talking about that, and then Frank started talking about pizza places, and then we started talking about diners, and then Kenny said that, oh, Brad took me to this one place, uh, Chit Chat Diner. Do you know that place? I know the Chit Chat. Yeah. So they were talking about that. Um, We were talking about Star Tavern. Did you ever go to Anthony's Cold Fired Pizza or something like that? I have. The only thing I don't like, not that I don't like, because it's, it's really good, but it's a chain. Okay. So there's there's a bunch of them. I will say that I don't like coal-fired pizza because it's got a different taste to it. It does. I know a brick oven pizza does differently, but I like it better. Their pizza is good, but best thing they have is their chicken wings. Okay. And obviously, I'm not the biggest chicken wing fan because they're overrated. But <laughs> right. their wings are phenomenal. I don't know what they do to it. They're just seasoned. It's like a dry rub almost type thing. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. If So Frank is coming down in January. If you ever come down here, whenever you come down here, I'll take you to a spot where I live right now. Uh, it'll change your mind on chicken wings. I, I guarantee it. So they um, dry rub and they got like probably like 10 seasonings. They'll dry rub it and whatever you pick. Then they grill it, and then they fucking uh, then they toss it in the sauce. It's it's a game changer because the best, it's- the best wing places up here are all. I'm not gonna say all, but mostly Korean fried chicken places. Really, I swear to God, and I'm ninety eight percent confident they kill the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> right before they make you the wings, because it takes forever to get your order. I'm not uh, kidding. I ordered chicken wings from this place in Teaneck called Peck Peck, which is a great name for a Korean place, right? <laughs> it's like they couldn't take anything. They're just like uh, Peck Peck. <laughs> oh, so I ordered wings. What does chicken do? Yeah, exactly. Next place is gonna be Cluck Cluck. Uh, <laughs> I order I order wings from there, and they're like, okay, take a seat. Forty minutes later, I got my wings. 40 minutes fucking wings. <laughs> Tell you about um, the the best wing place where I used to live, where my family still lives, was a bowling alley. Um, and, I mean, fucking amazing. And then the guy had left and he made his own pizza place or whatever. Um, so, best, best chicken wing place. But when I lived up there, one of the best places was called uh, Chuck, uh, Cluck You. Up in uh, East Strasburg. Do you remember that? Do you know that? I've heard of Clucky. I've never been there. 
It's okay. It, I mean, it's a chain, but it's it's a chain that's small enough to be local. You know what I mean? Right. So I mean, they were they were pretty good. There's there's a spot here. I when when they said they were coming to town, I was super excited, and then I had their wings. And it was it was trash. Uh, all the best places are in, in the worst fucking places there are. Right. Like the best cheesesteak in New Jersey is Donkeys in Camden. Yeah. Like, tell me that's not the biggest dive in the Like, if, if you look up pictures of Donkeys, like literally Donkey, like from fucking Trek. It was great because I heard you guys, I heard you guys talking. I was on the phone with one of my detectives who knows Kenny, and we're bullshitting for like an hour about traps. I'm like, how was your DRE about? Suck. It was lame. It was, uh, I was telling 10, it's, uh, you know, cause we don't do government names. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which was, by uh, the way, Car- you still won't accept me on Facebook. I'm just going to throw that out. There. Dude, you're in a list. I got, my Facebook is like Frank's Instagram. I got to find you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said, so I found you on street cop and I was like, Oh, that's how it really is. Okay. No, I, I feel you. Wait, I'm on street cop. Either I either found you on Street Cop or Frank's <laughs> Instagram. I don't know, but you weren't really yeah. all that hidden. Once I figured out your uh, your government, and I was like, "What the fuck, man? We came with a no." And then an anonymous meme page for a reason. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If I wanted to know, if I wanted people to know who I was, I would have put my name out there. Yeah, like the New Jersey Attorney General office put out their bad boy list. Their whole uh, <laughs> you know, we talked story. about that. Bro, there was guys on there for social media violations. It was like Dude, we just days, said that. Days. It's insane. One guy got fired for, what was it, distasteful social media? <laughs> I'd be fucked. Wow. <laughs> That's unnecessary. Unnecessary reference. 15 yards, I believe. Flag on the play. <laughs> when are we fucking going to hit up Tiki's? Oh, bro. Yeah, I, I could have... I was so pumped when I got my day off for, tea, for today. <laughs> and Wait, what are you doing Sunday? Time, what are you doing Sunday? I think I want to say I have to go to a 12-year-old's birthday party. So I can have a nice things. <laughs> Rat Peaky is... Wait, what are you doing um, Monday? Next Monday? Because I'm off Sunday, Monday. I'm working Monday. And then Tuesday, I'm going down to AC for the uh, expo. Well, it's funny because one of the guys that was called me before, I felt bad, like, ditching you in 10. Are those all empty? Were those all empty? <laughs> 10. 10. Hold on. Um, I don't know where red went. Did, uh, oh, we lost Red. Yeah, where the fuck did Red go? I don't know. Probably witness protection at this point. God damn it, Red. It was fine. You know what's crazy is the fact that I think that this is the drunkest all three of us, have, well, two of us, have been. Wait. And, uh, have we really been that drunk? You're pretty drunk. This is the first time I've noticed you're drunk. I know. That was the so you think you're doing this? That's yeah. a sign. Finished half a bottle screwball. Well, I've got the fact that I discovered Jack Honey tonight. Dude, it's night, delicious. Delicious. So at the very least, we'll finally meet, what, three years into our friendship? 
Wait, it's been three years? No. Uh, no, it'll be like two and a half. These beans are delicious. Damn, these beans are delicious. <laughs> Dude, I need an actual producer. <laughs> I literally, while we were, uh, what time is it? 10.48? At 9.25, I was trying to get poorly made police memes on this. Oh! At 10 o'clock, I, I was talking to Dispatcher Mo. I said, are you available? No, I'm sorry. 9.20, I said, are you available? She said, at 10.08, so 10.08, uh, huh. sorry, how do I do this? I said, you always join in for a few. Oof, that wasn't English. Do I make a call? Uh... Figure out where the fuck he is. Did he put his kid right. to bed yet? Oh. What did you say? I didn't mean to. Would you FaceTime him? This motherfucker. My face really looks that red. Not in this version. Thank you. You look pale as a motherfucker. <laughs> all right. That's not working. You know, I was thinking about it. Like, when we do finally meet, all three of us, I'll be like, wow, that's what the fuck you look like. I can't wait to meet Blue Line Grit. <laughs> we still won't know. The man has sent me his face, and I still don't remember what it looks like. Oh, shit. I didn't mean to face up. God damn it. Let's see. Yeah, I don't think he's picking up. All right. Well, it's got to wait. It's only, oh, shit. It's only 11 o'clock? Only. We started this at six o'clock. Oh shit, we did. Well, because we we got a we got a good group going on right now with Red Gun, Blue Line. I mean, who else really? You and I. Um, Peach is really good. Yeah, Peach. I like Peach. What about um? Like like as a person, I I mean I I haven't met any of you, but as a person, Peach is like a good guy. Yeah. Um. After, and then just from like DMing uh, a couple of people, like um, was the one uh, Jasmine. She's uh, friends with uh, PH Delery. Oh, I don't know if I know her. She's a Actually? cop. Yeah, she's a New Orleans cop. I don't know her. I know the is she a cop or is she a dispatcher. Cop. I don't know her. JMS. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. From, from where I'm from. She's yeah. from Jersey, but she moved down there. Yep. Yeah, she's good. And then, uh, who's that other girl? Uh, Audie. Audie. Oh, from Bug? California. Audie yeah. Bugs? Yeah. Yeah. She's a good chick. She's uh, she's from Florida, but she moved out of California. I told her to come back to Florida. Cause yeah, she's... seriously. So, you know how, like, Street Cop has a community? Yeah. Like, like People join and they just fucking shoot the shit. Uh, but they don't because everything in Street Cop is very um, business oriented. I was thinking of starting a, a Facebook group for just, just shooting the shit. Like no real business talk. Just let's fucking get to know each other. Did, were you a part of Street Cop? Or, I'm sorry. Were you a part of uh, Sheepdog Nation? I Yeah, I am. Okay. So, what they were trying to do, I want to do. Like, a fucking huge internet, multi-platform spot for everybody to just come around, fucking shoot the shit, nothing crazy. Honestly, not even talking business. Um, That's what I want to do. I think we could do it between the 
I really, if I could like pause time for a month and then just like set this up, it'd be perfect. But like you, me, Red, Peach, whoever's like got a decent following, come together and take all of our followers and say, hey, we're going to talk here. Um, I think it would be very productive. 100%. Um, just as like, not, not like a public way, just like a way for everybody to like vent and relax and just chill and not like in my mind, when I think of like a 10, eight meetup, so to speak, that's what I see. Just literally everyone online, nobody cares where you're from, what agency you're from, just fucking bullshit, drink, hang out, relax. And that's it. When the night's over, the event's over, we don't, that's it. Done. I like it. Um, but I would like an internet portal or like a spot where we could just show up fucking, hey, this is pissing me off at work and everybody talks about it. You know what I mean? That'd be good. I feel like you, me, red, blue, I, I, I like ah! blue, But I feel like he's too secretive. Yeah. To be part of it. But I feel like we could make a, a group of like five to ten of us to like, hey, this is our shit. Don't don't fuck it up. It'd be good. And then we weed out shit we don't like. <laughs> well I did I did cross country. Oh you did? Really? Yeah. <laughs> what? The fuck? <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So what did you do from 2008 to 2011? We're, we're friendly. <laughs> I was a fucking, I was a manager, a shift worker, and a line cook at Friendlies. So there's a point, <laughs> I think, that you at least, at the very least, waited on my band at least once. Probably. I was like... So we were in Blairstown from 2008 to 2011. Okay. Um, but we, like, toured all around the area. We went to, like, East Stroudsburg. That was, like, our main spot to, like, down the shore. So we didn't even, like, fuck around in, like, our area. Is, fr- is uh, Red still putting his kid to bed? Apparently, I'm like, dude, I'm like, the fuck? And this is going to be the weirdest Jersey Boys or Jersey Boys or Drunk Cops ever. So just for everybody listening, Drunk Cops started super icy cold. I couldn't get anybody to talk. And then we got super good. Like, we were fucking chatty and talking about everything. Yeah, we were. And then Red Gun showed up and we fucking icied up again because, you know, Frank was talking about everything to the president. And now now we're just here. We're just chilling. And I'm here we are. Red Gun is putting his baby to bed. <laughs> Red Gun's putting his baby to bed. Like, ain't shit, ain't shit going on. This I've is why like, we can't have nice things. And I've got special guests planned, but they're like, bro, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, where is she? No, hold on. Stand by. Mm-hmm. Standing by. Poorly made literally just texted me. I just want to talk to Poorly Made. Maybe they'll follow me back. It'd be great. I mean, fuck it, whatever. Oh, he hasn't he hasn't followed you back yet? No. Awkward. Yeah. 
Awkward. All right, poorly made. I just texted him. He said, you want to join our drunk, drunk cops? He says, fuck it. Let me put some pants on. It'll be an honor to finally meet poorly made. Dude, he's a good dude. I, like, I've never met him. Hold on. I'll take a picture real quick. You're going to send me your penis real quick? What? Do you want me to? No. Sure? Unless you're offering. I am. Listen, a guy that's drank as much as Frank or I, we're like practically a handicapped adult. Is poorly made Johnny? Maybe. Maybe. I sent him the link, so we'll see. Wait, so, who is? When you wait a minute. About, um... Gentlemen, is that poorly? Is that poorly? Oh, yeah. <sighs> the face reveal of all time. Go fucking tell anybody how ugly I am, you bitches. <laughs> poorly? It is me. Hi, Frank Castle. Nice to meet you. I have no idea who you are. Wow. Wow. All right, you know, it's been fun. It's been real. Goodbye, guys. You'll be fine, bud. Stop crying. So, Who else is going to be on this? Where's Kenny? Uh, it's going to be Red Gun if he ever comes back. He... He woke his baby up. So Where's Kenny? Does this mean I get an automatic ad from Poorly? Kenny bitched out. I was going to talk shit about him stealing my memes all the time. Uh, poorly, it'd be great if you add me back. You too? Were you? Were we added? Were we friends before? No. Okay, so do you know how many followers I have? No, I, or I, how many I do. People, I do. It's how many people right. I follow? I do. I get it. I'm just busting balls. Okay. I'll, I'll make you a deal right here. The next <laughs> person that bans me, you're in. Okay. Huh? Next person that bans me, you're in. You can be number 69, okay? Oh, it's awesome. It's part of my shield number. Thank you. Is it really? That's badass. <laughs> so what are we drinking, boys? Well, I was drinking Screwball, and then I switched uh, over to some IPAs. Dude, that's a bitch drink. Don't fucking drink that. IPAs or Screwball? I Both, really, but IPAs. What are you drinking? Yingling, bud. Imported. I, I don't even get it in my... Yingling <laughs> light. Hold on. Standbys. Out. It's Yingling light. So no, 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 like no. It's be- I like it better than Yingling. It it's tastes pretty- better. I don't know. What? Fuck off. I'm fat. I have to drink light drinks. I'm fat, dude. Fuck off. You don't look fat. <laughs> oh, I am. Don't well, worry. I have to say that that poorly made does not look anything like well, I don't know because he doesn't either. follow me. I don't know. I saw like a big luscious locks of brown hair going on a side part. Well, I did have long. Well, I sent you that picture in the Rockstar days. Yeah, the time hasn't been kind to me, bud. No, really? Yeah. No. No. We had I just had one of our rookies give me shit for being for having gray hair, but you can't really see it in the webcam, but you don't have hey, gray you have hair. hair. Neither of you do. I don't have it. Look, oh, I mean, I look at this. Many. Look at that. What the fuck is that? Listen, it, I'll send you you know what? Because I like you both, I'll send you a picture tomorrow after my haircut. You won't Don't even see any of this. But anyway, to answer Poorly Made's question, uh, it's Jack Honey and Dr. Look at that. Maybe you guys want to hear some, see some really gross shit? This is gross shit. What is... <laughs> That's your wicked, wicked pickle. pickle. It's fucking disgusting. Is, this, is what we're talking about right now going to be... Tell me about Drunk Cops. What happens with that? Bro, it is fucking... This is the weirdest drunk cops yeah. I've ever had. Um, is it usually in public? Or you guys, like, meet up somewhere and do it? Or is it like this? 
No, it's all it's all on internet so far. But yeah. um, no, we're just kind of shooting the shit and we're drinking while we're doing it. That's okay, it. I'm I'm already pretty well good because I, I did a podcast with my dad. I recorded one. I was drinking the whole time. So nice. Um, I don't know how many I've had. Um, at least three beers and three mixed drinks. So yeah, no, good. yeah, I'm good. I don't know how many. Um, we're waiting on Red to come back. So Kenny was here in the first half. Um, he was honestly he he got pretty. I don't want to say he was like super drunk, but he was he was okay. Um, I could tell that he was a little more polluted than usual. Um, so basically, I, Kenny left, and you're like, "All right, who's second fiddle to Kenny?" And you're like, "Hey, I know a guy." I would, I you know, know what I said was I said, you know what, Kenny left. I need someone to fill my void. Mm. Oh, I'll fill, like, I'll fill your man. fucking void. Don't you worry about that. Fuck yeah. yeah, fuck yeah. Hey, my future podcast partner right here. I hope so, bud. I hope so. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. The fucking the circle jerk featuring ten eight. Yeah, and we talk about uh, uh, pop culture references. Yeah. Hell yeah. Frank might have to be a uh, future uh, guest star. I gotta follow his page first, though. Are you funny though? Is that that's the question though? Uh, well, hold on. Let me, let me. So, so I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Frank is very funny, personally. Um, sometimes his memes get a little too political. Well, here but, can I give a tale of caution, but, bud? Don't be too political, or you're gonna turn into the great pages that no one sees anymore. It sounds about right. Yeah. RIP five oh my god. Five oh my god, dude. That guy has like he's been stuck on like eighty now eighty nine thousand followers for like three years on Facebook because no one sees his shit anymore. Anyways, what was yeah. Ten saying? Oh yeah, keep going with that. That was gonna be good. Yeah, I thought that was gonna be good. What About- was I saying? I got distracted Frank. by Oh okay, I can't see your memes because you know what? I'm just gonna do it right now. I'm gonna follow you, I'm gonna kick somebody off. Alright, I just requested to follow you. So you gotta let me in. Listen. Listen, poorly made. Just kick off one of the hot bitches you follow and just like kick them loose. They're not worth it. They're not. Oh, apparently I lost somebody because oh no, because I you have to like you have to let me first. Um, you know it's kind of random how I Frank. You don't follow poorly made, huh? You I don't do. Follow poorly made. No, I had to request to follow him because his page yeah. is locked. Oh right, right. Um, let's see here. Who could I? Who should I kick off? I can't kick off Metallica. Honestly, yeah, you can't do I can't that. Ghost, I can't. Um. Oh, here, I don't even know who the fuck this is. Salty court officer. Yeet. Yeah, kick it. Gone. All right, now you have to. Did you did you allow it? Can I yeah. look at your memes now? All right, what do we got here? Oh, this one's good. The uh, the the meme you made with the uh, what's that game with the you grab the little wood things out? Um, fuck. Oh, it's your fucking meme. This one. Which this one? one's good. The 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 wood thing where the, you you grab oh, with the, the Jenga. Jenga, yeah, that's yeah. a good meme. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. I'm getting I'm getting some hate for my uh drink mixing meme. Anyway. Wait, I got I gotta tag poorly mean in a story since you know he's following me. Oh my god. Don't dude, don't be that I'm guy. Kidding. I'm kidding. Wow. I'm kidding. Yeah. Do you see when the, what's his name did it? That peach the fuzz <laughs> dude. I fucking let him have it. Fucking dude. I like and you do this too, ten eight. I can fuck. Can I call you your fucking name? Are we right. recording? It's weird. Right, right. It's weird calling people like their meme name, names, Charlie. So fucking, you do the same thing too. We're like, oh look who liked all my posts, and I'm like, I'm drunk, dude. I'm fucking. Forgive me. I'm waiting. Cool. Okay. Well, all right. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Easy, easy there, cop humor. 
Oh. That's, that'll suck. You know what? Fight. I should fucking send them an invite. <laughs> Um, anyway, so yeah, you got mad that I was fangirling you, but really I was farming your fucking followers. So hey, do what you got to do. No, no, you never did that for me, but you'll do that for like other people. You're like, hey, look at uh, what's your name? We'll do it too. Uh, uh, not today. We'll do it too. And I'm like, nah, don't do that. She'll fucking share TikToks though. Okay, dude. Yeah, I've been following you for forever. I've never seen not today. I don't know, dude. She, she sounds, sounds super fucking hot. Did she tell you to take your episode down with her? No. Okay. Because I, I asked her to do like a segment on mine. Um, basically just like scream into it like not something you wouldn't do so you don't go to IA. And she's like, oh, I don't know. I'm kind of worried. I might ask 10 to take that one down. So that might be coming for you, buddy. Because she's like, she's super worried about her identity. How is anybody going to find out? The only person that ever told me to take down an episode was Portland PD. Because she was like... She didn't name drop, but she basically said, like, yeah, we should have done this better. We should have done this better. It was fucking a good episode, though. Like, one of my best interviews. And that's what we said in uh, the first part of the podcast. It was like, man, we're fucking, we're not saying that certain people, you know, we're not making people, or we're making certain jokes at certain people's expense. Um, we're not, whatever. But because we are in this certain profession, we have limited First Amendment rights, which is stupid. Yeah, I I get torn on that, dude, because half of me is like, well, if – because we have to be impartial, right? So I guess that could be an issue, but then I think it's taking that like, way to the other side. Like, I And I don't publicly say this, but like, okay, let's just say that you're just a fucking racist. Internally, you are a racist, but then you can go out – and like enforce the law equally, but you have like prejudicial views. Should that matter? I don't know. Maybe not. Because it's only to me, it's like if you act on it, right? Because all of us have thoughts that we probably never told anybody about. Does that make us a bad person? No, it's fucking acting on it is what the issue is. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, you're right. So this is cool. This is cool. You're like, hey, get on here for drunk cops. And I'm like, let's go. You tell that guy to get his fucking baby to sleep. I wonder if I could check my nystagmus on a camera. (laughs) (laughs) We've tried that. The first drunk cops, one of our guests tried that. No, you can't can't see it in your own eyes, unfortunately. I mean, if you recorded it and then you watched it back, you could probably see it. Oh, 100%. Yeah. You know, things that cops do. I don't do anything. Yeah. But maybe something. The moment I said that I was going to the police academy, the people that I was working with, like civilian side, they were like, oh, man, do a DUI test on me. Dude, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Hold on. Like, give me at least six months. I'll figure it out. But I've always wanted to get one of those, like, portable PBTs. Mm-hmm. Just to know. Just to know. But So I think the problem with me is that the local bar that I go to, and I don't go frequently, but... It's right up the road, so I've never really, like, a dog leg from my apartment, so I never really concerned. Yeah. You say dog leg? You've been golfing too much. I know. I know. I'm supposed to go at 8 o'clock, by the way. Dude, I miss golf. I haven't gone golfing in so long. Yeah, because you're broke now because you're unemployed. Well, I mean, I run a new page, so, you know, that's that's real important. Yeah. 
I'm kind of I'm kind of blown away that I can see your face now. How does it, it's fucking disappointing, isn't it? It's a little bit disappointing. You fucking dick. Fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of cops forget that that you have to take care of home first. Mm-hmm. In my mind, and and kind of the way I was brought up is like you got to take care of home first. I mean, this is fun. Don't get me wrong. I, I love this point. If if so, I, I press record. But if I don't publish any of this, I'm good with it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a make or break. But I think too many people rely on this or social media in general too much. You know, um, I I honestly, I think it's disgusting sometimes, to be honest with you. Some of the shit people will fucking put on Instagram and Facebook. And not, like, to sound like a prude or anything, but people are, like, just so fucking full of themselves, man. And, like, they'll, you know, like it's just self-indulgent shit. And I'm, like... I, I think when, like, Facebook and Instagram and all that shit was created, it was for, like, I think a noble purpose. But it's kind of lost its way. And, like, or not even a noble purpose, but at least a novel purpose. Yeah. Like, hey, this is kind of goofy, but yeah. whatever. I, it'd be cool if, um, yeah, to be honest with you, if this doesn't work out and I go back into law enforcement, I'm killing it. Mm-hmm. Fucking killing social media. Um, I mean, I think what we do is good. But, I mean, like, I guess you get exposed to the – the dark side of the internet, right? Where you're just like, this is fucking trash. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's from, it's from like politically too. And it's from all sides too. Like people that I probably vote along the same lines with, I'm like disgusted by with some of the shit they say. And then you have the, the other side, the incorrect side. Um, that's just fucking disgusting too. I don't know, man, you're only in this, you got me drunk and philosophical, but you're only on this planet for so long. You know what I mean? Fuck all this stupid shit. Drink beer, have a good time with your family, do good shit, fuck everything else. Hey, here. You know, I think, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a, at heart, a history student. That's literally what I was going to school for. And, like, the American Revolution was started in beer halls. Like, literally just drunk guys just fucking bullshitting. And it led to the American Revolution. <clears throat> and you can kind of track that through history. And, like, right now I'm watching a, a World War II documentary, and that's kind of how that started, too. So when you look at us, we are literally three guys, two sheets to the wind, just fucking bullshitting about life and politics and whatever. I don't know. Maybe that's what it takes to, in fact, change. That was deep, bud. Thanks, man. That was deep. No. I'm going to continue to eat my potatoes out now. Yeah. Oh, this is, like, the shit we're talking about right now is going on? Potentially, maybe. Potentially, maybe. Yeah. Just go for it, and if I think it's a little too dicey, I'll edit it out. I'm Obviously. About that. Would you, though? Dude. Would you, though? No. I have. No. Oh, would, would I? Yeah. You would. Don't don't lie. You would. No. Probably. No. Come on, dude. Come no. on. No. No. No, because you might want to get tested if you do. I think it's free, bud. Test is free. <laughs> <laughs> God, the drama from a fucking the police department's on fucking Instagram. That's honestly, like, for a long time, why I just didn't fucking get involved with that shit, right? Because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, especially when I was still on the job, because I was just like, this is stupid. Like, I'll follow, like, you know, I'll follow some of the accounts, but, like, there was, like, a lot of drama associated with some of these accounts, and I'm like, why are, same team, man. Same team. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember who it was. One of the guys in the meme war was like really getting weird when I was in it. And I was like, 
it wasn't you. It was who did I go against? I don't remember who I got in the first round, but or because we were second round, right? Who you and I? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't remember one. Of, but one of the rounds, it was like weird, and I'm like, dude, like, don't be weird about this. I mean, like, your page is a lot smaller than mine. Like, that's and that's why I could, I didn't do it. I was like, it's not really fair, right? Like, and I'm not trying to like toot my own horn. I'm lucky. Like, I don't think I'm funnier than anybody. It just things worked out for me pretty well. But yeah, just things happen. It worked out, and I'm I'm thankful for it. But like, you know, like people make plenty fucking funnier memes than I do. But I was like, dude, like don't don't take this like so like serious or literally. And he was getting like I thought like actually upset. I was like, what the fuck? I can't remember who the fuck it was though. It was a New York guy. It was one of the New York pages. I can't remember which one it was though. Fuck, I wish oh, they were. Probably all cops are woke. It wasn't. It wasn't him. It was before that page. Sorry, Maybe it was Fox. the old page. Huh? Shakebox. Oh, was he, what was he before? Sergeant Shakebox. I think it might have been. It was a blue logo, I think. Yeah. yeah. It could have yeah. been him. Yeah, fuck that guy. Dude, when I when – I, so he <laughs> – I called him out for something, and then he – I called him. I don't know. I don't remember. I get, I got drawn into the stupid drama, but the, I'm pretty sure he sent me a message from his personal account. And I was like, dude, did you just message me from your personal account? And he got like fucking weird about it. So I think he did. Um, and he's like, I, I know Shay. And I'm like, what the, I don't care if you know Shay, dude. I fucking live across the country. What the fuck's he going to do to me? Yeah, that guy's a clown, man. I can't believe anybody follows this page. So when I went against him in the first one, he, um, Flat out called me a racist, called me a pedophile, called me shit. I'm like, dude, it's a fucking meme war on Instagram. Stop. Like, this is not that serious. And I, I got I got upset because like this is not the time to call different cop pages racist. Oh no. Flat out. And um, especially because I've never made a joke even hinting at that. Um and don't get me wrong, I have no problem making jokes, but I've never made a joke about that. And I blocked him. I'm like, dude, I don't need that. Like, flat out, you can win this meme war. I don't care, but I don't want to be labeled as a racist because if this comes back to my agency, that's a big deal for me. Um, I never did, but so I haven't followed him. He changed uh, account names and shit like that. But I'm like, dude, and I, I'm on the um, – the train of thought, and I know there's several others that are like, is this dude a police explorer? Like, what's going on? Like, this He's is very immature. Very. Well, and here's what, and sometimes he'll, like, he posted some stuff that I was like, I agreed with, and it was like normal, but then he would go off on, like, these weird fucking things, and I'm like, is it a troll account? Like, are you just being, yeah. Yeah. and I'm like, and if you're a troll account, then you need to be a troll account. Like, you can't, like, switch back and forth, right? Right, and he kind of when he was shake box, that's what he did. He would like, he'd post some things. And I'm like, man, I kind of get with that. And then he'd post something totally off the wall. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, no, I'm not going to like that. And then when he switched to all cops are woke, it's like, I never signed up to that one, but it's like, fuck him. Fuck him. I'm like, he, he's totally trash. He's not a real cop. Shut the fuck up. I'm like hundred percent of cop humor, basically. And I said, I'm like, I'm not going to attack him because I'm not here trying to fucking make people feel bad about themselves. But get the fuck off my dick. Like, like I didn't sign up on Instagram. And we talked about this earlier. I didn't sign up on Instagram to have a meme following. But the fact that I do, I'm not going to get torn down by a piece of shit like this. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. 
There's no doubt about it. I just honestly like, and he would, he, I don't have a problem with smaller pages comment on my page to try and get people over. Like that's how I got my start. But like, he would just like comment stupid stuff. And I was just like, mm-hmm. fucking stop. And then I, I eventually just blocked him. Right. My life he eventually, for it. Right. He would, he would literally just tag me and shit just to evoke a response. And I'm like, dude, I'm not here for it. It's not what I'm here for. I'm here for my goofy memes. That's literally all I'm here for. And if I interact with a few people and I make their day better, cool. But other than that, I don't care. Like, I could leave the Instagram app off my phone right now and I would go to sleep just fine. Would you though? And, and like, what's that? Would you though? Because I deleted it a few times and I was like, now I got to do it again. <laughs> um, I've deleted it a few times and I've only added it back to check on people, not because of the page. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll be honest, like, there's a few connections I've made on this page that I'm like, hey, you doing good? Like, I want to see what people say, but it's not keeping me up at night. It's a weird, it's a weird like thing. You know what I mean? Like, no, I know what you're saying. I mean, I would say running poorly made. I've definitely there's people I've never met that I call my friends. You know what I mean? Because we talk on a regular basis. Yeah. I mean, in in the three of us, I mean, that's it's a perfect example. Yeah, except not me with this guy. I don't know who the fuck he is, but that would have been a better joke if he was there. But it's all right. <laughs> not all of them land. No, but like if you showed up on the street in the middle of Florida and like, hey man, I'm I'm poorly made. I'm like, oh, that's cool. There's still a connection. Like we've talked enough over the over the Instagram or whatever that I'd be like, yo, you need something? Like, what do you need? Like, I'll buy you dinner at least. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Frank Frank looks like a ripoff of Angry Cops. Wow. Kind of. <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, it's dark, but you kind of do. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? I guess not. I mean, you don't fucking look like me. That's a good thing. Oh, yeah, you're a total fucking ripoff. Yeah. He does he not? He does. Yeah. It's the bald head. Well, first of all, it's not even, it's not the bald thing. He's got like kind of the setback eyes and he makes the stupid faces. It's, yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I see that. By the way, that guy doesn't get enough credit. He's a fucking funny account. He he really is. is. Yeah. He, I think more of it's more military stuff, I think, but it's a fucking funny ass thing. He got in trouble. I think that's what his takeaway is. He got in trouble. And he got in trouble for his account. And they were like, hey, man, cut your shit or we're going to fire you. And he was like, fuck you. And he kept making his shit and he got fired. <laughs> that's what I think the story is. And so he, that's why all of this shit is purely um, drill sergeant and military based now. But yeah, his shit, when he was a cop, fucking funny as shit. Um, Did Donut do a breakdown where he was, he was on the uh, – it was actually him on the video? It was fucking funny, dude. It was classic. Like that dude, I would and he I think he's a sergeant wherever he's working now. What the fuck is that? Frank, what are you doing? Frank, turn off your power tool and come talk to the boys. That's his like fucking sex doll over there. He has whirling it up. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, I pretend. The fuck is red? Cool. We're about uh, angry cops. I don't remember, dude. I'm fucking wasted. I don't fucking remember. <laughs> uh, it was a it was a good comment, and I wanted to stick with it. But then uh, Frank with his blue doll. No, he's fucking man. He's like I don't know. 
It's like that dude you go out to the bar with and he fucking disappears every couple minutes. And you're like, what is he doing? He's probably snorting coke in the bathroom is what he's actually doing. Probably. Yeah, what's that, sh- what's that shit on your fucking mustache? Oh, I don't know. It's man. Oh, I had a donut in the bathroom. Yeah. Dude, I kind of, dude, me and my, I worked with this dude. And he fucking loved bar checks. And I was like, fuck, I'll go with you, dude. And we fucking, I think one of the funniest ones is we, you know, you catch people, but the funniest one was actually catching them doing it. And, like, you know, we, like, hooked them up, and they still got the fucking coke on their nose and shit. And then the DA drops it. So, you know. Of course. Of course. Well, well how come you hooked them? Because we watched them do cocaine, and there was cocaine on their nose. Yeah, I just don't know if that fits the statute. Okay. No biggie. We stopped the car. So we were, when I was working narcs, we were working a, uh, a gas station that we were known, that was known for turning drugs, gambling, and prostitution. And we were sitting on it. I mean, we had a primo fucking surveillance spot. Like, no one would ever have caught us. Um, car comes out. We make a traffic stop on it. And the guy's got, I want to say, like, a pound of shrooms underneath the driver's seat. Fucking, and it's a BMW coming out of a shitty area. Like, shit was be- beautiful. Made the traffic stop. The rear passenger, <clears throat> which was a tra- which is a, a street cop. Thing, but the rear passenger had a uh, warrant for his arrest for heroin possession or whatever. Had dope in his pocket. We searched the whole thing. We found the the, the shrooms underneath the driver's seat. Um, <clears throat> had meth in the center console, all this shit. Beautiful. Find out that uh, the DA calls us up and goes, Hey, man, really good traffic stop. You guys did everything to the letter of the law, but... Case law for shrooms says, unless the uh, defendant says post Miranda that he knows that that was shrooms, we gotta let him go. Like what the fuck? Dude? That's we fucking gotta... lazy, dude. That's so. I was crazy. like, everything we've done was to the letter. Like we called the dog when we didn't have to. We did this. We did this. We did this. We arrested everybody in the car. We shipped the car. You're telling us because he didn't say he knew that there were shrooms? Like, he, per the DA, he said that you could have admitted that, yeah, I knew there were mushrooms under this seat, but I didn't know they were psilocybin, and he would have been fine. Per the DA, that's what he said. That's fucking lazy shit, dude. That's fucking ridiculous. 100%. 100%. I was like, dude, and that was when I was brand new on NARCs, but all I was like is like, dude, you're the prosecutor, not the defense attorney. Stop making up reasons why they're going to fight the case. That's their job. Like, fucking, at the very least, plea bargain. Don't drop the case. I My agency was really bad at that, where they probable cause was, like, they turned it into reasonable doubt. They're like, mm-hmm. uh, well, you know, you don't really have probable cause. And I'm like, no, I don't have beyond a reasonable doubt. Like, probable cause is pretty easy threshold to, to make. 100%. And yep. I think a lot of departments don't get me wrong. Like, you, like I think you should be cautious on some shit where you're like, eh, like if it's like pretty hinky, don't fucking do it. I get that. But like people like your, your fucking sergeant want you to litigate the case before you hooked them, you know? And it was like fucking ridiculous. That's, that's how I was when I was in arts. That's what they wanted. They wanted, before we even hit a search warrant, they wanted uh proof beyond a reasonable doubt. I'm like, dude, that's not what we need. For, for a search warrant, all we need is probable cause. Like, hey, drugs probably are in there. That's all we need. 
And they were like, "Yeah, we're not going to search. We're not going to sign that warrant." I'm like, what do you mean you're not going to sign that warrant? Like, come on. Like, eight times out of ten, drugs will be in that apartment. Let's go. Let's fucking like, what are we waiting for? And it's it's crazy, fucking. And the one time that they they held back and said they weren't going to sign the warrant, when they finally did, the apartment was empty. It was fucking. It was nuts. Of course, of course. Yeah, that sucks. I mean, how many fucking, how many cases are just lost just because of just fucking lazy shit, man? Prosecutors don't want to do it. But I don't know. I have a buddy that's a detective, and he, like, anytime I said that, he's like, well, you got to think about it. Think about them being cops, right? Where, like, they get a call, and they're like, yeah, this is stupid. Is it worth our time? I'm not saying it's right, but I'm sure they look at things the same way as we do, too, right? We're like, you know, like guys from a different agency. Like, I, I don't know where old Frank works here. Whatever the fuck your name is, Mr. Angry Cops. I don't know where the fuck you work. <laughs> but in. Uh, you know, with your head down, you definitely look like Angry Cops. He does. But yeah, he does a face too. Yeah, it's good. You should, dude, you should just make like an Angry Cops account, <laughs> but not Angry Cops. Like, yeah, and nobody will know. But anyway. Angry Cops too. Angry Cops too, yeah. Um, but in. Dude, what the fuck? I went off on that tangent. I forgot what we were talking about. Uh, oh, oh, but like in, in the like, I think you look at dudes that work in a smaller agency, and they'd see some of the shit we did in a bigger agency, and they'd be like, "Why, why are you punting shit like that?" And it's like, it's not necessarily a punt, but it's like, there's 20 calls pending. I can't take, you know, 45 more minutes to fucking chase something I know is dead. Where you guys, you don't have a fucking whole board of calls. And, right. and you have the time to, like, if you have the time to do it, do it. But, like, and I'm not, like, every call is important, right? I'm not saying, like, punch it, that's legit. But, like, I mean, it's high-speed policing. I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. Like, there's so much shit going on that you've got to get through shit. Right. That was my, I mean, that was, that was my experience. Anyway. Just for, just for, I want to, I want to measure everybody's size. That's what she said. It's small. It's very small and disappointing, like my face. Um. So poorly made, roughly, how many people did you have on your agency? Uh, 700. Okay. Frank, how many do you have? Round 2,200. Oh, shit. Fuck. Shit. Fuck that. That's a fucking lot of cops, man. That's a lot of cops. Holy shit. And mine's like 300. So, oddly enough, this is the first conversation I've had with a bunch of cops where I'm the smallest one. Uh, oh, I don't think what that's she said. Cool. Don't worry. <laughs> but all right, just to give everyone like a size perspective, like, that's you know, what stop saying that, bro. No, it's all it's all intentional. You talking about size matters? It, it's the motion of the ocean, bro. How do size you your, doesn't matter. How do you make the feel? Nobody wants to. How much money do you have? What? Huh? Oh, you said so, I was just saying why size doesn't matter. It depends on how much money you have, the motion of the ocean. Are you, do you have a great meme page? That kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 That, that's how I'm still. Do you own a used Crown Vic? I'm just saying. Yeah. Do you like movies? The fact that you do. Hold on. Hold on. Let's, you know what? We're here. Let's, let's talk about it. The fact that you have a, a page for your Crown Vic is fucking hilarious. My metaphorical hat is off to you, sir. Yeah. It's. Okay. So here's, I'll be honest here now that I'm drunk. Half of me is like, am I a douchebag because I own a Crown Vic? No. And then I'm like, no, I'm not because they're fun to drive. You fucking run them into the ground. Like, that car is, like, 
probably should be dead, but it's still dry. Beast. Right. It is. So like I don't give a fuck. And but like I it is like weird though that was like I always felt weird about people driving former cop cars, if that makes any sense. And it, right. like my car was like an old detective car, right? It has a it has um the lights are taken out and everything, but it still has a fucking spotlight that works. Uh-huh. Um is the mileage good on it? Like do you have a good miles on it? Uh it's got I think 135 on it. What was it when you got it, though? Oh, like not much. I haven't driven it a ton. Probably like one twenty nine, one thirty. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, like so that's, not, that's not your daily driver, then. I don't. I mean, now that I fucking don't work, I don't drive that much. But like, my wife's got a fucking minivan because we have a million kids, and then I have like a like an old Yukon to drive us around in the snow, and then I have that. So, I mean, like when daily drivers, like, where do I fucking go? I live in the middle of the right. cornfield now. So, well, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So, um, this second season of the, the 10A podcast, which I'm still trying to wrap my head around, um, I'm trying to talk to different cops from different states. But the fact that you said, like, oh, drive around in the snow, that is totally foreign to me. So, I'm trying to wrap my head around that. Yeah, it, um, it sucks, bud. Well, here's it's not bad if you, like, you know what you're doing and, like, you take your time and stuff like that. The problem is, is, like, there's this – you have people that go way too fucking fast. And then you have people that will go way too fucking slow. And there's never like that happy medium, mm-hmm. right? right? Is the problem. Like, here's tips for driving in the snow. Just fucking leave enough space if you fuck up. Like, don't drive too fast and know the, the capabilities of your car. And buy snow tires. But right. you fuck. Well, so you, uh, you don't know this, but Frank and I have talked about this earlier tonight. Uh, we grew up like maybe, what, 30 minutes away from each at other? At least. <clears throat> Did you guys know each other back then? No, no. Okay. did not. Uh, we may have. Like, we probably hung out with the same people. We we talked about that earlier. Um, but the fact being, so when I grew up, or not even, when I was out of high school, before I came down to Florida, I was driving around. And I was driving probably like 10 to 15 miles per hour in this, like, snowy wasteland that we call Northwest Jersey. And um, fucking crashed the car. Literally go in like zero miles per hour and I crash the car. Um, so yeah, snow's snow is no joke. I mean, I know you were in uh, BFE in uh, Western United Snakes, United States. United Snakes, yeah. I'm in the United Snakes of Snakeville. <laughs> yeah, I. Um, that was bad. I apologize, man. I got nothing. No, it was it was good. It was. Uh, I've been doing this since six o'clock. So since what time was that? Can you repeat the time? I'm a genius. I mean, you're fucking loaded compared to me, but uh, yeah, six hours on this shit. So. I mean, I'm only. I think I'm only six beers in, so I'm. I got quite a ways to go. I've got liquor. I've got beer. Which one? See, my problem is, is like, gotta, if I want to go fucking reload, I got to go upstairs. I don't want to wake people up. Here, you know what, Frank? Where the fuck is your boy right now? Yeah, it's a good question. You don't know? He stopped answering you? All right. So the people of the drunk cop world wants to know answers to some questions. So we're going to ask you some questions. Love it. If every time you finished sex, a song played, what song would it be? We'll start with Frank. (laughs) So far, I'm thinking One Minute Man by Missy Elliott. The fact that you know that song is just... Yeah, seriously. Oh, I wasn't even thinking that. 
What, are you gonna answer it? No, you think I got my? I know mine right away. All right, let's let's go to Mr. Poorly Made. Uh, it's fucking Africa by Toto, man. Oh, <laughs> I bless the rains down in Africa. I bless the rains, pal. Fucking make it rain, Frank. Come on, man. I was gonna say you're you're careless whisper. Okay, that's good. What do you guys think of the cedar cover of that? I'm kind of on the fence. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Wait, cedar? Yeah, they covered it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't hear that. And I like I like cedar, man. They they put on a good live show. I've never seen them live. I like I like their music. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. Um, down here in Florida, the supervillains cover it. It's pretty good. It's like a reggae vibe to it. All right, next one. Uh, what three items that can fit in a fanny pack? Would you choose to bring with you to a desert island? We're gonna start with poorly made. Mm. Three items that would fit in a fanny pack. Sorry about that. Uh, a portable DVD player, pornography, and some lube. Gonna be lonely, but maybe some batteries. I don't know. Unless it's a solar-powered DVD player. Is that a thing? That's fancy. I mean, it might be a thing. Dude, why would you even fuck it? That wouldn't even sound that bad. Nah. No, it would be fine. Although you'd probably get tired of the same video, right? Would you, though? I Maybe. mean, if it's only me and that DVD get, player, I'll, can, I'll, we I'll make it. can we get weird here? Since we're all drunk. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. We can, you can edit this out, right? Sure. Okay. Like, man, I don't care about the the story building process. What? What, what did you just say? Nothing. Never mind. <laughs> Frank, you okay? You're looking disgruntled over there. I'm good. He looks like he looks like he's angry. Maybe an angry and he, cop. And he's a cop. <laughs> uh, classic. Angry cops looks like he's about to sleep. He does look tired, man. I can't decide if he's taking pictures of me and like sending him to his friends, like look I'm at good. this fucking dumb fuck, or if he's like about to fall asleep. Yeah, he looks pretty tired, but. You like like an angry, probably the tired cop, sleepy cop, sleepy cop. Yeah, that should be your account. And they're like, oh, it's that guy, angry cop. And now he made sleepy cop. No, the worst part is is that when I logged on today, I was yeah, like, oh, I'm happen. not gonna get too drunk, and then I fucked that up. Yeah, you. I may or may not have a tea time at eight a.m. and it's midnight right now. You're fine, man. You're fine. How far is the fucking golf course? Don't be a bitch. Literally across the street, so we're good. Oh, you're fine. Yeah, just drive there drunk. Oh, Frank just fucking walked off. No big deal. Yeah, he's he's been gone for a while. Yeah. Come on, angry cop. I keep calling it angry cops. Come on, drunk cops. It'll be fun. It's just me and you, bud. Hey, that's it. Like always. My ride or die right here is poorly made. You are my ride or die bitch. Yeah. Angry cops is not my ride or die bitch. He does the faces the so question, good. Frank. He does the faces so good. I'm not sure it's not him, to be honest with you. You guys like my Crown Vic t-shirt, by the way? I didn't see it. Crown Vic. Look at that bitch. Did you buy it from a choir practice? No, I bought it from some dude. I don't remember. I mean, dude, this house is like 150 fucking years old. It's fucking terrifying. Wait, is that the house that Little House on the Prairie was filled in? It could have been, yeah. Yeah. It's an old house, dude. Like, I think it was the first house in this town. And you bought it for, like, what, 20 bucks? <laughs> your house. Yeah, pretty, your house is definitely cool. Pretty hard. Yeah. Dude, it's a fucking cool-ass fucking house, dude. I'm, 
I don't know, man. Dude, like this house in like some fucking major metropolitan area, some yuppie would buy it for a couple million. I'm telling you, dude, it's so big. What is that? How how big is it? Uh, it's like twelve like inches. How many how many beds you got? It, it's four bedrooms, but we have like an attic that we basically have turned into a fifth. We got some work to do on this still, but like, but then so that's the top level, and then the bottom level, like the middle level is huge, and then I have the sex section here in the basement. Yeah. Yeah, the the blue line grit uh, sex dungeon. Yeah, yeah. Is he is he ever on drunk cops? He was supposed to be on this one, but he had labia surgery. So I'm like the I'm like the last person you guys fucking ask is what this is. I'm really upset. No, not at all, not at all. There, unfortunately, there were a couple people we had to cut out before you. So it's all right, man. I'll, I'll, play, I'll play fucking second fiddle, dude. I'm not too proud. Hey, I'm you a, know what? I'll play fucking third wheel. It's fine. You're like, um, you're, you're just sloppy seconds, that's all. Oh, I'm very sloppy seconds, I can confirm that. Yeah. When you're fat, you get sweaty, you know what I mean? So it is sloppy. No, I get that, yeah. 100%. Uh, Frank doesn't get that, because he's never been fat a day in his life, so he doesn't get that. Yeah, it's it's, it's an audio podcast, buddy, so... Yeah, the video's yeah, not... Gonna... Talk, the better it is for me. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how about FMK... Sandra Bullock's Bullock, uh, Julia Roberts, or Jennifer Aniston? Uh, Jennifer Aniston, Mary. Sandra Bullock's fuck. And it. What was the last one? You're killing Julia Roberts? Huh? Fuck Julia Roberts. Dude, that's 100% the right answer. Yeah. We just became best friends. And kill Julia Roberts. Yeah. I think I'm with yeah, you on that. Because I'm definitely marrying Jennifer Aniston. That's a given. 100%. You know that's right. She's fifty years old. I don't know, dude. Sandy Bullock might be like the chick you fucking take home to mom, though. But I think Jennifer Aniston is too. But Jennifer Aniston and we're the Millers. Here's the thing. Right, right. She still had it in we're the Millers. It's like so. Here's the thing. So whoever you choose to f is like a one and one and done in my mind. Oh yeah. What what are those? Choose to f. Never had M is you're gonna do again and again. So you gotta like. Planned it out. Who's got the long game? Dude, Sandy Bullock fucking still looks like she's 30, I think. Yeah, but so does Jennifer Aniston, though. Yeah, no, I, got, you, I don't think you could answer the right surgeons. That part, like, I think you could interchange those two there. But I think I, I would go with what you boys are doing, for sure. I think, I, I think I'm think i good with what Frank said. Frank, before I go any further, is Red Gun coming back? I haven't back heard anything yet? yet. When's the last time you heard from him? How many hours ago? Almost two hours ago. Silence is the killer of podcasts. Two hours ago? Yeah. He hasn't dimed up in two. He fell asleep with his kid, bro. Oh, 100%, dude. I know how that game fucking works. Yeah. Like, hey, man, I'm going to put you to sleep, and then I'm going to fall asleep next to you. Now you got that. Same with uh, Sleepy Frank over there. I think Angry Cops fell asleep. I think he did. Hey, Frank, are you getting pegged right now? As far as? Huh? Frank? What's up? Oh, I I thought you fell asleep. No. I, I saw a lot of uh, glow coming from your side of the screen. I thought you fell asleep. Nope. You're 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 fading on me, brother. To be fair, we're entering hour number seven of this. This is the longest tape uh, drunk cops podcast. Yeah, actually, we are. Holy shit, seven hours. Did you have seven hours to edit? And fuck, fuck your life. Yeah. Dude, I get like when I you know, and not that I have all this experience because I've only done like a handful of them, but I'm like, if it's starting to hit like the, the fucking hour and a half mark, I'm like. 
this is god awful. Like, oh, I know. When you and I talked, I, I thought you were going to lose your mind. Yeah, we went. What we almost hit two hours. I think. We were close. Yeah, we were close. Yeah, the DC dude that I did before you, we were over two hours. I had to take some shit out. Frank, oh, who's totally sleeping now? Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. I just here, here I was. I didn't think you liked me. He's just tired. He's just a tired little fellow. And he needed to go to take a nap this whole time. Yeah. Angry cops, wake up! He, he was over here sipping about you not uh, following him, and here he is. Well, buddy, I'm gonna go to sleep because I gotta wake up at fucking six hours to watch my kid. Yeah. Am I ruining your 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 podcast? What was that? Am I ruining your podcast? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Okay. This is uh this is the weirdest podcast I've had as far as drunk cops is concerned. It's really but, fucking weird. I don't know what's happening right now. I don't know, man. I'm gonna have fun in a few weeks editing this when I'm living in my new apartment, but it's quite all right. Well, all right. now you know how ugly I am. Nice. I appreciate you coming on and uh, showing your face. I'll never do it again. All right. So, from the world of the podcast land. Oh, he's awake. He's waking up. He's moving. He's he's not awake. He's just getting comfortable. Yeah, From uh, he's not having a wet dream. He probably might be. He's thinking about dispatcher mo, hundred percent. Um, <laughs> from Frank Castle, poorly made, and myself. Everybody, have a good night. We're out of here. Peace. Bye bye. I like us better when we're rich.